Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Ben Moore, oh. Ian Hink, oh. and Brandon Jones. Oh, oh that's so good. <laughs> it's just a good song. Ben, what is your goal this week? My goal is to gaze longingly into one other panelist's eyes. Hmm. I've had it happen to me before. It's creepy. <laughs> From me specifically? Yeah. Oh. You, you said to smile at me for one time. Oh. Like, you like leaned in like... Oh, and this will be no, even worse. Like, oh, thanks, this is a loving, the, a loving yeah. now, now it's got to be you again. <laughs> Ian, what's your goal this week? Uh, to use a panopticon as an example of something, but not in a total BS way. Ooh, okay. Because that's actually the context from which I know that word, basically. Oh, yeah? Is people misusing it. Oh. Good luck to you. Thank you. Brandon Jones, your goal this week. Uh, my goal is to call both Ben and Ian baby at two separate <laughs> points, but not Kyle. Oh, Jones. <laughs> that is so spiteful, my friend. Uh, my goal is to uh, inconspicuously turn Rufus around at some point in this podcast so he's facing the camera. He's not at the moment. Uh, he's facing me, which is bad. And so I'm going to fix the shot inconspicuously <laughs> at one point during this podcast. Let's begin corrections. Best way to start a podcast is with corrections. Corrections music, please. Sonic Lost World is on PC. Uh, I totally, this is a big botch. There's two games. It's Persona 5 Dancing Star Knight and Persona 3 Dancing Moon Knight. And both of them have been confirmed to have no story mode. No story in either of those. These are new? Those are two new, newly announced games. My beef is gone. Without the, like, without them like wagging their finger and saying this is canon, I'm no longer cranky about it. Did you say Persona 3? Good. Persona 3, Jones. Getting a dancing game. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that is a Make big sure. deal. <laughs> the comments made sure to let me know wow. that that is a big deal, that Persona 3 is getting a game. It is. Uh, Persona Q is canon, but everyone forgets it happened in the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like all the characters? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, why is that even canon? Why bother calling that canon? The, uh, the Earthquake game series is called Disaster Report, and the franchise... Uh, was it was canceled because of the tsunami? It was actually it sucked. It had a it had a release date in in front of the, the earthquakes, uh, but they had to de- delay it. And because of that delay, oh. they just outright canceled it. Uh, it closed the studio who used to make it, who was called Irum. Um, and uh, however, Granzella has revived the series. There is a new disaster report coming, and also this really cool uh, survival game where there's giant uh, kaiju battles happening. So it's even like it's honestly another step above a natural disaster, which I think is kind of the way to That's go. That's in the this game, or it's it's a whole other new game. Oh, okay. But kind of in the same franchise spiritually, they they got they bought the rights to that franchise. Um, I made a huge mistake. I thought Brad and Damiani. I said Dami, Brad and Damiani had the worst sound. It's it's Ian and Ben who have the worst uh, platypus sound. Huh? The you worst or the best? The Ours worst. is the most accurate scientifically. It is yeah. the worst platypus sound. And for some reason I said that Damiani and Brad have the worst one when they have the best. Mm. They're the best at it. Okay. What's theirs like? I, I Theirs is immaculate. Imagine I, a platypus and that's what yeah. it sounds like. I take pride in our platypus sound. Ours is magnificent. Yeah. And finally, Marble Blast Ultra is the name of the game that Huber and I were trying to think of. This that's game has been name? delisted. It's gone. Uh, apparently on Twitter someone said that there's like a kind of like a fan remake of it but for some reason the way this thing worked out they lost a license to ever make this game again delisted you cannot download Marble Blast Ultra today what did it used to be on? Uh, 360 and PC Marble Blast Ultra and it was just a game you're a marble and it was so fun mm-hmm. gone and corrections music please 
If you already had it on your system, can you still play it, or did they like? Yeah, yeah. You can if you already had so it, like you can PT still play or it. Yeah, but I mean, who's got it? Yeah. I have a correction. I think I have for, you have Marvel I think, Blast I think Ultra. That'd so. oh, oh, be so fun to stream. Cause that 360, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have it. I want to play it. A forbidden game. A forbidden game. I have, a correction. I have a correction for this week's. What do you got already? You said the best way to start a podcast is with corrections. Yeah. But you always said it was with an Well, there's the best and his favorite. They're yes. Oh, all right. That's all exactly right, the distinction, right. Jones. Yeah. Correction uh, rescinded. And unfortunately, Destroyed. we can't begin this podcast with my favorite way. We have like an extended correction. Correction music is over, but what was that about? I just thought it'd be nice to feel the paper over the edge of the thing. Did it feel nice? Yeah, it was good. Okay. Uh... We, last two episodes ago, I was talking about making a fan game, and I suggested go ahead and do it because it's a good way to get attention. Many in the comments said that is irresponsible. Oh, uh, people w- will. You're lucky if you get a cease and desist. Most people get sued, and you don't know about it because they all signed NDAs. Uh, so I, I said, show me the receipts. Let's talk about this. Let's get it straight. In the meantime, we have a sponsor. Hog Law. A lawyer. He's a lawyer. We, we have a law firm, and so I, I I emailed Rick Hogue, and he gave us he gave us a lot of information. We I had a conversation You're with three dense. pages, a yeah, three yeah, dense. a lot of a dense information, but it's all pretty interesting to me about how making a fan game can work in the United States and with law. And so uh, Jones, I would like for you to read this. Uh, I've never met al- Rick in person. I, w- I want to meet Rick so I know what he sounds. Are like. Are we allowed so to read like this? We are yeah. allowed to. I, I okay. asked. And okay. Yeah, yeah. We are officially allowed to read this. This is from uh, Rick Hogue. <laughs> There's a disclaimer. For the record, what Rick <laughs> says here are his general thoughts and should not be taken or acted upon as legal advice, as every situation is different. If you're thinking of pursuing any activity that may run afoul of another's rights, you'll want to consult with your own counsel rather than the EZA podcast. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> as a foundational matter, intellectual property IP created by a party, Nintendo, EA, Paramount, etc., is owned by that party. Full stop. Ownership, in this case, affords the creating party with certain exclusive rights which the law protects, including the right to copy, distribute, and, importantly for our discussion, make derivative works from the original IP. A fan-made game is a derivative work of another's IP. Absent a valid defense, its creation is a violation of the IP holder's rights, though the IP holder may have difficulty proving damages. Fair use is the most common defense put forth by fan game and mod creators, and the same applies to fan films, etc. Fair use is a legal defense that basically asserts, pared down a great deal, that use of the IP holder's IP should be allowed because the new product, one, transforms the original IP, two, does not take all or substantially all of the assets of the original IP, and three, does not affect the market of the original IP. If a fair use argument were accepted by the court, then the fan game maker or modder would be permitted to distribute, but generally not sell, their creation. (laughs) There is a lot we could talk about on this point, Mm -hmm. but the fight here would usually center around whether or not the new IP affects the market of the original, with broad discretion given to IP holders to claim that the new IP causes it problems in some way, like the Metroid 2 revamp killing the market for Nintendo's own remake before anyone knew the latter existed. The issue here is that fair use is a defense, like insanity for a murder charge. It can only be asserted after legal proceedings have begun. That means that even if a fair use game maker were entirely in the right, and their new product should be permitted under the doctrine, they would have to allow the IP holder to take them to court, educate their claim, and then assert the defense. 
all in the shadow of losing the case and being on the hook for whatever the original IP holder can claim for damages. Given that Nintendo or Microsoft or whoever generally has more lawyers than the population of some states, almost no one is going to spend the money to assert the defense legally, especially when victory effectively allows the winner to give things away, but not to sell them. If you're familiar with the phrase, you may beat the rap, but you can't beat the ride, it's a similar principle. It doesn't matter how right someone is if they can't afford to play the game. Sad but true. By the way, I've never heard that phrase before. There you go. <laughs> also adjudicate. Adjudicate, sorry. Uh, so, as a legal matter, there's really no way for an individual or small group to win a direct fair use argument with one of the big boys. As a practical matter, however, it may be another story. As I pointed out above, in most borderline cases, i.e. not cases where a modder has Mario ripping off President Trump's head or putting <laughs> Princess Peach in a compromising position, the original IP holder would have a difficult time proving damages. So the method you discuss in the podcast, develop in secret, release, and pull down on any cease and desist, would likely be effective for getting attention to the creators with minimal risk of exposure. Combined with the fact that an IP holder destroying what would likely be a group of its biggest fans would be a PR disaster in most circumstances. I think there are strategic business reasons to think that the fair use game maker would be okay. Going forward with such a project simply has to be on the understanding that the law is not generally on their side and that there is a non-zero chance that the IP holder has the power and likely the right to make their life a living hell if the IP holder deems it desirable. So, one, don't advertise that you're making your game because you can't afford to beat the ride. Mm -hmm. Two, don't simply steal the IP holder's assets because you need the cover of a fair use defense if it came to it. Make your own Three, assets. Be the IP holder's biggest fans and advocates because you want there to be a political cost for your destruction. Four, don't make that Princess Peach Does Portland game you've always dreamed of because there will be damages and one's easily proven. And finally, four, five, understand that if push came to shove, you would have a hard time paying for counsel enough to defeat a claim from the IP holder even if you tick every fair use box. So you need to abide by that cease and desist if and when it comes. Cool. Thanks, Rick. Wow. Yeah. I really like that. So here's the situation in the United States of America. Uh, nice you can you can feasibly legally nice make man. a fan game. Like like people are like Kyle, you're condoning illegal activity. No, you can make a legal fan game. You absolutely can. Here's the thing: you can still get sued for that. No, however legal it is, and you obviously can't afford it. I cannot afford a legal case against Activision. Yeah. However, it also states it's incredibly unlikely for Activision to ever come after me unless what I'm doing is extremely damaging because one, they don't want to look bad, but also two, uh, it's not worth it to them. So really, yeah, uh, be aware of the risks if you're making a fan game. They are many, uh, and that's kind of it. That, that's, that just be aware of those risks is really the message at the end of the day. There are risks. You can get sued your pants off even if you make a completely legal fan game that just takes off too much. Uh, so it's crazy. It is a really crazy give and take. It makes me wonder about like st strategic reasons for doing a fan game or fan film or something. Like if you're right. if you're doing it to try to convince the company, hey, there's demand for this, please make it yourselves. Mm -hmm. Like kind of what happened with Metroid Two or like that uh, Power Rangers short film, and then they made a Power Ranger, a gritty Power Rangers reboot. You know, it's like, oh yeah, people want this kind of that kind of works so the or context showing that you're skilled and the context we introduced it with ian was that the person who made another metroid prime 2 remake was hired on to ori uh and the will yeah, of the wisps okay. and so it's it's also kind of like with the power rangers thing an easy way to get attention yeah your gritty 
nothing movie gets l- fewer views Few, than your gritty attention. Power Rangers right, movie. Right, right. And so, yeah, uh, basically it is a good way to get eyeballs. You can say, oh, the person who made another Metroid Prime 2 remake as opposed to, oh, that person who made that that one Metroidvania type game. Right. Uh, so it is easier to get attention that way. Uh, however, there are risks. And yeah, it's it could be scary. You could potentially get sued. Yeah, it's, it's, funny, it's a funny thing because it's like, on the off chance that you would get a sweet job or get a job directing the actual official remake or whatever, or the off chance that your IP that you own hits and then you get a lot of money for selling your own IP, I... I don't know what would be. I feel like the latter has more potential, but who knows? It's the, much the more free fun to make your own IP. It's so much more fun to make your own game, to make your own world, and make your own characters. If it and hits, like that. if it hits, true, yeah. If but it, it dies it, it on just, the vine, but it also then... can be a lot of work, especially for someone who's never made a project before, who's going to be making a lot of mistakes going into something. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're making something technical, yeah, it's like you have to not only go through all the hoops of thinking, like I think my idea is cool, but I don't know. And, and now I'm doing tech and writing right. code that's breaking. So I think my idea is crap. I think my code is crap. Whereas, like, if you're like, God, I love Metroid, then, like, maybe that'll be enough to pull you through all of these uh, these hurdles it's holding actually, you back from, from following your dreams. It's kind of interesting. The Metroid 2, I think, is kind of uh, heinous in that it isn't very transformative. I don't think that is. Uh, I would not consider it under fair use because how similar the sprites are and how much music was reused. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jones, on that aspect, I think you'd have to say, I'm, I'm making a statement on this game. Yeah. I'm making a statement on Halo. I'm making a statement on Mario or yeah. something like that to make your game interesting to get the eyeballs. Just go, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's a cool yeah. take. I like that. Well, and if you do, if, if, if what you're after is eyeballs, then yeah. Because like a middle of the road, you know, whatever, like Portal or whatever, short film or whatever, uh, you know, is going to be, is going to get a lot more attention, like you were saying. Yeah. Because of the IP that it's attached to or, you know, taking from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you could be not saying that any of these are bad, but like you could have a lower quality thing, get more attention. Yes. Yeah. If it's using someone else's right. IP. Yeah, but it's risky. And so, yeah, everybody's aware of that. We all know now. Thank you, Rick Hogue. Thank you for that. That was cool. It, it, it was, legal it was really interesting. Legal legal not, unofficial no, legal counsel. Unofficial legal counsel. Don't use legal counsel. Information from a Just legal person. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Good information. Okay. Now <laughs> let's, uh, let's do some fun stuff. Some very fun stuff. Game. I've been having fun so far. Yeah, actually, me too. Thank you, Jones, for reading all that. Yeah, uh, game announcements. And because this is the week of Gamescom, I had many to choose from. I had to go with my heart. Not, maybe not necessarily the biggest game announcement, but the one that I'm most excited about is for a game called Biomutant. Yeah! <laughs> yes. Ben, I've never heard of Biomutant. What is that? What I is haven't bi- either. Oh, have you not? I mean, until Gamescom. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so explain to our audience what Biomutant is and why that's worth being excited about. Biomutant is how I want video game announcements to feel. Okay. Where uh, they are taking a new character in a new world and they're mm-hmm. making it look colorful and exciting. And it, it's, I think it is extremely telling when you look at a video game being played that you've never seen before, that you've no context for other than these are the Just Cause guys. They've, they're, they're good at making fun things. Uh, but when you can just look at it and you're like, I can tell just by watching for a few seconds that that Feel, that looks like it feels good to do. Yes. It looks like it feels good to be in that world, and that is exactly what the Biomutant stuff communicated to me very clearly. Yeah, thank you for setting that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a it's a PC, PS4, Xbox One game coming out in 2018. Uh, the team is called Experiment 101, and uh, 
Yeah, it's always weird to say, like, because we don't know how many of the uh, people from Avalanche joined, uh, the Just Cause mm-hmm. team. Uh, we know the studio was founded by Stefan. What does an L and J together sound like? Luz, Quist. Quist. Thank you, Stefan. Well, Stefan, whatever. Uh, sorry about that. Not, not thank you. Apologies for for that last name. Let me know. Corrections next week. Yeah. Uh, THQ Nordic is publishing this, oh. and I love. We had a whole episode about THQ Nordic that mm-hmm. I really, I actually like that episode. Uh, and so it's really cool to see THQ Nordic not just revive old THQ franchises, but bring in this new one. Yeah. And hey, you're a little raccoon monster who mutates. Who gets scaly skin and wings that just fly out? Uh, Do you think that that playable character is called Experiment One Hundred and One mm. in the game? Do you think it was kind of related? They I created the studio is. to make this game. Uh-huh. That's really interesting, Ian. That, that's totally possible. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see the connection. Yeah, that's quite possible. Uh, open world adventure game. You can mutate with different abilities. I want to read one quote. Uh, it seems like this was targeted. At Michael Huber. Uh, <laughs> acquiring new wushu combat styles through progression and learning from masters you'll meet constantly adds to your choices and makes sure combat never gets old. <laughs> the idea of learning from masters you meet mm-hmm. as this little raccoon learning monster. Yeah. Just like finding other crazy mutants that are like, let me show you how to do. It's like Shenmue, yeah. but crazy little raccoon mutants. If you had an axe in there, then yeah. It, yeah. Laser focused. That's so fun. Like, what a nice little concept for a game. Yeah. So, like, what is it, though? Is it third-person action adventure? Yep. third-person open-world action adventure, yeah. All right. What, what I like about what I've seen of this game so far is not only do you have the crazy stuff, like you were kind of mentioning, you're mm-hmm. playing as this weird little raccoon monster with an electric sword, and I saw footage where you're, like, riding around on a golden hand that moves like a spider. That seems cool. So there's gameplay footage yeah, out I've there? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, Dang. Seen yeah. always, all I saw was a CG trailer. Uh, you should seek that out. I would love to, It looks to, cool. Yeah. Um, but also, I think just the basic idea of you being so small and how that's going to play into fights, like mm-hmm. how you have to approach these creatures that are so much bigger than you uh, and how, how that's going to be accomplished throughout the game, I think it'd be cool. So, Jones, let's say I'm a, a video game developer and I see fatigue in open world adventure games and I'm so frustrated that this gets attention. How, how do I, how do, why does this game get attention? Why does this game get people excited when so many others don't? When Ages of Mayhem wouldn't, and that's kind of a fun third part, third person action adventure game. Sure, that, that I can, I can make a, definitely a comparison yeah. between being excited for Agents of Mayhem. Yeah. Uh, Agents of Mayhem is, is derivative. It's derivative of the, the Saints Row series. So it's like you're taking the, uh, the engine, basically like the, like the, to, to me, the games look similar. Like, uh, so kind of the way that the, um, the, that developer builds cities and writes jokes and and kind of handles action. Like you, you may kind of point the your your new brand in, in a particular direction, but when I see it at face value, it's like okay. I based on your previous work, I can kind of have an idea what this looks like. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I definitely get like Rocket Raccoon vibes. I wonder if like I wonder yeah, I wonder if we would have not gotten that's, this game yeah. without Guardians, but <laughs> yeah. like. Um, uh, so, so in a way, like it is playing on things that like have been accepted by people that they're like, we do like that style. If you want to play off of that, um, but I think it's just like it's like Ben said, it's just a refreshing new. Uh, um, it's, to me, it's just a completely brand new IP. Like, there's nothing directly I can point at that this is kind of continuing or pretending to be. Even knowing that it's the Just Cause team, like I'm having trouble kind of figuring out 
People what are, are from those the Just Cause team. The people, just to be clear, right, right. Avalanche is still going. They right. still got a right. studio. Yes. Um, but what what the, what the, those people were directly responsible for on the Just Cause games right. and like what lessons they're taking, you know, because you can kind of think, okay, third person, open world, like it sounds similar, um, but uh, definitely seems to be more of a focus on a hand to hand combat in this. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you know you're you're ranged or dead in Just Cause, like you, you do out of everything mostly at a distance, or you like drop a bomb and then get a mile away and then hit it. So like and weird zip cables and things like that. Yeah. I hear so it's really interesting to see. I'm curious to see how this little guy animates. Um, and, and and I like the idea of starting very small with a new franchise and then moving out and seeing the world. And I, I look at all the little details on this character and then I see the people that he interacts with and it's like, I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to see what a town looks like in this world. Mm-hmm. Or if there are towns, you know, or if like, what are, are there other people like this, like his race? You know, like, uh, is, is he, is like kind of like Ratchet and Clank where he's just, he's on his own and he's trying to find his people or is there going to be a whole village of these little dudes? Like, are they all combat efficient like him or are they not? Is he kind of like, you know, like how unique is he? You know, we saw this kind of like big pig monster fighting him. Like what, what are the races? Are they all big that race or are they smaller? You see Agents of Mayhem, you're like people yelling jokes. Got it. Sure. You know, they just not like. Oh man, I got so many questions. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, no, I'm fine. Like, I kind of <laughs> get what you're doing. Like, the, the character swapping thing sounds interesting. Yeah. Whereas just a project like this, I, I have more questions. I'm, Ian, can I a game like more. this succeed? Can a game like this succeed in our market today? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it has to have something that you know makes it different and special. You know, I think post uh, Breath of the Wild, open world has been done in the maybe the rightest way. Now, in my opinion, <laughs> in, in uh, a right way, I would say, in a very right way, yeah, in a very correct, <laughs> correct way. Uh, take notes, absolutely. Yeah, take I would notes. say take notes like, on Breath like, of the Wild because it's still selling. By the way, we're not going right. to do NPDs this week, but right. yeah, it's Breath of the Wild somehow still selling. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if this game has a great hook and gets people interested, which I think it already has kind of achieved that. <laughs> It all comes down to how it feels to play, and then if it keeps the hooks in. And I think that's the recipe for success, right? I mean, yeah. easier said than done, but... I mean, it's it's not a one-to-one comparison, but just this year, I mean, we had a brand new world of Horizon that was big right. and open world, and mm-hmm. people got extremely excited about that. So You're absolutely. right. That's yeah. a fair comparison, that's too. Probably yeah, that's probably a more really apt fair. comparison, given the kind of genre it looks like it's going for. Yeah, that's great. Out of nowhere, Biomutant. You know what? Uh, what's weird is it basically using the Horizon font, and the box arts <laughs> yeah. are extremely similar in the way that's, that the, that font that. is juxtaposed against the blue sky. It's maybe like, it's a parody of Horizon. I mean, it could be a parody of Horizon. Keep keep your eyes out for that. Uh, we have another huge game announcement. This one's probably a bigger deal. Uh, Age of Empires 4 was announced at Gamescom. Against all odds. I didn't know about that. Yeah, there's a lot of details to drop on this one. So, yeah, this was announced at an Age of Empires uh, press conference, especially just about Age of Empires, because a remaster, a a definitive edition, I believe it's called, actually, of Age of Empires 1 is coming on October 19th. Oh, I love that. So they had the press conference under the guise of talking about the remaster. Oh, by the way. That's so cool. And and Jones, they were even teasing. We have big news. And I'm like, okay, it's like a beta or something. I didn't even buy in. And so then, Jones, then they say, okay, and also remasters, definitive editions of 2 and 3 are also coming. Mm. And so it's like, oh, so that's the big news. There is a remake of 2. Yes, Ben, there is. uh, And... Yeah, maybe we can go into this a little bit. Okay. The definitive editions are Windows Store only, and that's what makes them special. Of one as well? Yep. And, yeah, 
just to be clear yeah uh but uh yeah yeah yeah. anyway the good news uh and then that that ended with saying hey and also check out this trailer and then it turns out this is a trailer for age of empires 4 relic entertainment is the studio working on this previously uh developed homeworld warhammer 40k dawn of war and company of heroes a Mm. very interesting thing about relic entertainment still owned by sega Mm. Hmm. huh and they are making this exclusive game for microsoft for pc uh yeah, I got more details, but I, I'm really I'm willing to start talking about this. This is interesting to me. Um, PC exclusive coming from Microsoft Studios, Age of Empires 4. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. So it was just a trailer that they showed. Right. Do we have a date? We have no date. Okay, because I was going to say, if it was right at the end, just a trailer, it's probably far off. And I should say the trailer has no gameplay. It was uh, basically 2D art uh, in shown in 3D, basically. Kind of painterly. Parallaxing around or whatever. Yeah. It's one of those things where I, I take the trailer that they show and how far away it is, and normally I would say to myself, okay, let's wait and see. Yeah. But because Relic's name is attached, I'm very, very, very excited. Yeah. I Thank you, Ben. Yeah, the name. The Relic, I think it, it's cool they went after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, Microsoft owned the studio who made... Uh, Age of Empires games. I was going to say it was just internal, right? Ensemble, yes. Ensemble Studios. Microsoft bought Ensemble Studios, shut them down after Halo Wars in 2009. Uh, just shut down Ensemble. Bye. Uh, but they still owned Age of Empires, and there was nothing really done with it. As Ben said, there was like a, a remake of two, I guess. Uh, there was a free-to-play Age of Empires game. Oh, boy. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Ben, you it don't, was like th- don't even say I think so. Like, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. That was me trying to bury that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you're right. There absolutely is. Like, yeah. we can, you can say with certainty oh, that don't, game exists. Don't be ashamed. I played yeah. the strong. Oh, I didn't, I didn't play it. Free to play. I just yes. it. knew it existed. Not very good. Uh, yeah. And so it's cool to see Microsoft Studios saying, hey, we actually, you know what? We care about PC games. Let's make Age of Empires 4 and let's make it good. Let's find a good studio. It's okay that Sega owns the studio. We'll pay. Please make this game for us. I think that's cool. Great. I got nodding heads. You know what? There's Dude, no I real did, controversy I about this. I did not grow up PC. I did not grow up RTS. I have zero frame of reference on Age Woo. of Empires. Me too. Jones, me too. Not even, not even passively. Like, I, I picked up no Age of Empires knowledge at game trailers whatsoever. I yeah. Failed. It's good. Yeah. Relic, Relic <laughs> is willing to mix things up, to try new things with Age of Empires. Like, if you think about the things that Relic is best known for, they, they're, they're constantly pushing in new directions whenever they have a new series. And even within the same series, they're willing to change pretty dramatically between sequels. And so I don't think they're just going to try to capture what made Age, Age of Empires great. I think they're also going to really try to push it forward. And I think that's why it's so exciting. Cool. And Ian, you have experience with the franchise? Mm-hmm. Which ones? Uh, I don't know if I played three. Because when I was looking this up, it looks like nobody likes three. Yeah. It looks like three is unpopular. Here's my experience with Age of Empires. I've played all of them. The one that is burning in my brain is two. Two is the one that I spent several months playing with friends. There's like a mythology one too? Age of Mythology is really good. I like Age of Mythology I did that one a lot too. I also loved Empire Earth a lot, which is kind of the competitor. Sweet. Yeah. I remember playing Age of Empires 3, kind of going, huh, and then never playing. I think I did the same thing. I think I got it, and I was like, hmm. Maybe they had like a, what was it? Like a unit cap or something? Like, unit caps really bummed me out back when I was younger. You got to have unit caps. What? You just want to make as many as you got? No. Well, I mean, like, 
Warcraft 3 when it's like 90 units and it's like over. It's like, oh man. That really bummed me out. I okay. Know, maybe I was doing it wrong. Sure. I'm not really great at RTSs, but I like them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would All you units. be. Is the Windows Store a hurdle for you? Would you be willing to download this I game think off the Windows? It's built into Windows. Like, yeah. I don't, it's, not, it's not like Origin where I'm like, eh. Like, I have not purchased games in the past because I just don't want to make another account. Sure, but Windows 10 is cool. Like, the Windows 10 I store. mean, whatever. It's not cool, but it, it's already there, so whatever. Cool. Ben, you're cool with that? If the game is good, I want to play it. Yeah. That's, that's it. And I yeah. think you can use an Xbox Live account, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, absolutely you can. Yeah, so it's like, I've already got it, whatever. Yeah, that's what I like about it. They have this platform, they're trying to support their platform, and they're making games to support it. Yeah. Uh, like, Origin, I'm like, you don't need to exist. Stop it. It's almost crazy, honestly, that Microsoft Studios is making PC exclusives in a time where Xbox exclusives are done. Yeah, that's it's really crazy. There, there will never be an Xbox exclusive again. However, they're totally cool with making PC exclusives. However, Age of Empires four on Xbox isn't a good fit. You're yeah. doing the right thing and making that a PC exclusive. Yeah, like, so, XCOM, like don't don't force it. Yep. XCOM you can make work on a console, but this is the scale's just too. Yeah, it'd be weird. It's cool. Uh, a fun announcement, encouraging yeah. announcement. Definitely. I have another game announcement. Who out of nowhere? Whew. Jurassic World Evolution. Whoa. I didn't get to, I saw that this was announced, but I don't know anything about it. I didn't get to see the trailer. Cool. Just Br- thinking about Don's happiness. Yeah. Yes. I immediately Makes thought of this, Don as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. very enthusiastic about this just for Don. We should have brought Don in just to talk about this. We should have brought Don in, yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I'm mad we didn't. We should call him. Uh, this is a PC, PS4, Xbox One game coming out in 2018. Park building game by Frontier Developments, who recently, most most recently developed uh, Planet Coaster, a beloved. Uh, Planet Coaster's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like Planet Coaster. And so that's the team making this Jurassic World game. Now building theme parks. Yep. That I have experience in. Uh-huh. So, uh, <laughs> Jones, do you? What is that? Uh, no, I, I, I did not play a lot of RTS games, but your, oh, your yeah. Roller Coaster Tycoon, your theme park. You're in on that. Yeah. Ben missed the trailer. Explain the trailer to Ben. Explain to him what we see of Jurassic World. Uh, Evolution. The, the 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 big surprise in the trailer was the reveal of an RTS. So it's it's like you're 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 flying in through helicopters. You're following the dinos. Everybody's wondering like, okay, what is, is this a shooter? What is this? Mm-hmm. And then the big reveal is it pants back and you see the like make that a road and then bring in the building and okay and then bring this in. So it doesn't. What is Don called? Geoforming. Uh, uh, terraforming. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah we saw some terraforming. Yeah. So um, I, I don't think I didn't I didn't get anything beyond the promise of better visuals, but it's a CG trailer Yeah. Um, from the trailer that, that uh, was not in Don's excellent explanation just mere moments ago of uh, Operation Genesis. <laughs> yeah. The, that was um, beautiful. The original awesome uh, theme park builder. What I love about the way that Don I mean, described... Based op- on world, obviously. So, like, you're yeah. not gonna, You can't make Jurassic Park. You gotta make Jurassic World. You're gonna trundle around in those little You can't have red signs. They gotta be blue. But the way, the way that, <laughs> uh, that he talked about Operation Genesis... Uh, saying it's the best way to translate this franchise into a video game. Don believes, and I, I, like, I hear the, the statement, best way to make a Jurassic Park game yeah. is make the park. Make the park. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not like a first-person shooter game, not like you're riding around in the Jeeps. Just make the park. That's that's the appeal of the franchise you to Don You get to be yeah. Hammond. Yes. Yeah. Can you succeed? Can you succeed where he failed? Spare yeah. no expense. Yeah. 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 I want to make my own opening video. Like what people see as they're coming yes. to the park, selling oh, them. That's on cool. It. Yeah, Whoa. absolutely. Will you be in it? 
and then clone yourself and then prick your own finger and then say, oh, Ben, that hurt. <laughs> Stop ruining it. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, and I, I love the idea that Jurassic Park can just be extremely expensive. Like, if you're doing a zoo tycoon or, or theme park oh tycoon, you have to have, like, drink speed, you know, five bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But here in Jurassic World... And when it starts raining, you got to up those umbrella prices immediately. Yeah. But you already have you already have millionaires coming to your park. No one else can but, afford this but, place. Right. You don't want to cater just to the super rich. God, you can have, like, a coupon day. I want to put, put next to every single price in the park, but there are dinosaurs here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Get, yeah, you can get the bottles of water really cheap over there, but there's raptors, so right, you got to yeah, deal with right. that. Yeah. Run, if you're a good runner... Donosaurs. Donosaurs. Sorry? Just a thought I just had. Well, I mean, so, I mean, in Jurassic World, like, they're making their own dinosaur. They're making their own. And so that's part of this. I make some dinosaur. Can you do that in the game? You can crossbreed, or you can make your own breeds of dinosaurs. I am making a dinosaur. And you can name it Donosaur, and that will officially be Donosaur. I sense a fantastically jolly group stream (laughs) coming. Yeah, or at least I'm gonna do an easy update where I make dinosaurs. It it is cool to see, and uh, like that's a that's a console slash PC. That's a that's a game. That's a full on game. Uh, I think previously we'd see a tie in game like this be a handheld game, be like yeah. a, a, a kind of shoddy game. But I think there's reason to be excited about this Jurassic World video game. This I is the most exciting Jurassic Park news this century. <laughs> for me, <laughs> did you not like Jurassic World? I hated Jurassic World. I also I love really, Jurassic World. really do not like Jurassic I hate World. Hate Jurassic World. In fact, uh, there I is, did not finish. There is little to oh. nothing I enjoy about Jurassic World. I think Jurassic, I think I Jurassic really World is like just it. A, it, it a very, not, very poor it was movie. Not very good. Um, but are all of you panicking? That's the Star Wars director. Uh, That's not great news. Yeah, but you know. Okay, we'll um, see. I'm kind of, I mean, at this point with Star Wars, I'm just kind of like, just do what do what you're going to do. Okay. I'm not, yeah, I'm not like, yeah. episode eight better be this. It's like, well, we'll see. Well, like if you're all salty Great. about Jurassic World, you're like, I would be concerned. But to, to me, there's a reason to do another Star Wars film because there's yeah. so many different places to take that franchise. When I first found out about Jurassic World, I was like, what are you doing? They're like, just in the park. People come, eating. Like, you're you're not doing anything no, 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 else. No, 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 I'm like, no. well, you that's got Chris Pratt about. and he uh, kind of trains raptors and stuff. It's pretty much the same. And you got to shoot on a couple of annoying kids in there for that no are reason. dumber than the kids yeah. in the first. Oh movie. yeah, those kids just are to have so kids dumb. in it. So now, now that movie? I finally have something Ugh. to enjoy from the from this new era. If we're if Jurassic Park is not going away and they are gonna make ten more movies, then yeah. like at least that means I can get a good RT or a good theme park builder out so, of it. So to me. Jones, the whole point of Jurassic World is to answer your question. Like, what do you got? You got more? You got more for me? And that's what they're trying to do. They have these people coming in, and they're like, they're bored with T-Rexes. And they're like, what do you got? What do you got? And that's why they have to make this big, ugly, super dinosaur that's never existed before. The movie has to do the same thing the people in the theme park uh, had to do. You know what I mean? To to satisfy an audience. Like, that's what that whole movie's about. Well, they failed. (laughs) Yeah, taking taking Jurassic Park to the next level, to me, is not making another big, crazy dino. It's like, don't be on an island. Yeah. Be somewhere else with a yeah. totally different story right. that does not involve, like, come out here and we'll do a thing. It'll be great. Right. All right. Oh, I went wrong. So, like, Jones, that was me arguing about the movie. Sorry, <laughs> I, I interrupted an actual thought you had about the video game. Well, just that I'm glad that um, every, every now and then when these big movie franchises or you have something that just gets a new TV show or a comic line or something and it gets swept up and you're like, oh, maybe it's another chance to, uh, to get a game. Is that a cat out there? I hope so. Where? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> God. So another weird headline that we got was about line and sinker. Uh, the oh, Xbox One X. That was uh, pretty conspicuous. So <laughs> Microsoft had a big old press conference at Gamescom, promising news, big news, uh, game-related news. 
Uh, <laughs> I would, yeah, okay. I think that's what it was phrased. How it was phrased is game related news. Uh, it turned out to be not a big press conference, uh, which we kind of expected. It was, everybody was seated. Uh, we sh- shouldn't even really call it a press conference. It was a stream. Uh, oh, the game related announcement or game announcement we got was that previously mentioned Jurassic Park game, which is cool. Uh, Jurassic World, excuse me. Uh, I'm a kid from the '90s. Uh, <laughs> the other big announcement, the biggest announcement here, is the Xbox One X, which leaked uh, Scorpio Project Scorpio Edition. And so I actually think this is pretty cool. The first people to ever buy an Xbox One X will be getting the Project Scorpio Edition at no additional cost. This is a version of the Xbox One X. That straight up just says Project Scorpio on it. Uh, in a tiny font, it's not huge on the console itself. It's kind of, it's also on the controller right down the middle. Uh, and also, it has an additional texture that the other Xbox One X doesn't have, which is still confusing to me. Maybe I need to touch both to really understand it. But the top side of the console has like a dotted texture to it that your regular X won't have. And it also comes with an exclusive stand. The only way to make your Xbox One X stand is to get the Project Scorpio version of it. And then uh, pre-orders opened immediately and sold out within hours. Huh. Yeah. Good for them, I guess. I wonder uh-huh. if the, if the X was supposed to have that top and then they were like, eh, it's a little expensive. And they were like, well, how many will we make? Like, like, oh, wait. Oh, I got an idea. Just, <laughs> that's a great theory because it's 500 US dollars. It's very expensive. And yeah, anything I could do to cut costs on that thing, I would say, you know what, throw out that stand. We don't need to throw that in there. Uh, but it is a cool thing to add to for early adopters, I think. Definitely. Uh, do we know how many of these existed? We do not know. We don't know. Uh, very limited. Uh, unmissable pre-order is what, how it was sold. Uh, basically, I think they expected... Maybe we can talk about... Shoot, I did not want to talk about the Super Nintendo Classic. Let's save that for Damiani. Uh, but the way that sold out quickly, I think... I kind of think in this case, uh, Xbox, Microsoft wanted headlines of, oh, it sold out. Project Scorpio Edition is gone. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a good thing in a weird way. I think that's what they wanted. I think they're not going to get, yeah, X is, I don't think it's going to sell as much as the PlayStation 4 Pro. I don't think they're going to get that early uh, early Switch type buzz. I think the best thing that they can go for, which there seems to be making a very aggressive play, is that like initial sales were really strong. Like the, the sales yeah. spike was big. Yeah. doesn't matter where it ended, just that, whoa, all of a sudden, huge interest uh, toward the Xbox. Um, it's probably smart play for them to kind of look at all of their potential wins at launch. And realize, well, that's an easy one. If we just, uh, um, uh, yeah, do something, recognize a name, which not a lot of, uh, usually we're, we're, that name is gone. You know, it's like, no, 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 it's the GameCube now. And like, it'd be fun. I'd, how, how stoked would you be so many years later to have a GameCube that says Dolphin on it? Like, yeah. I'd be pretty oh, stoked. Yeah, chumps. Absolutely, I would. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I was kind of feeling that way about the score, the, sorry, the Xbox One X is kind of a lack of enthusiasm about it. It looks very plain, it's very small. Uh, there's nothing inherently exciting about its visuals. And so, yeah, to add a little spice onto it, like, I think that's cool. I wonder if this is a lesson learned from the Xbox One initially selling day one editions. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, yeah, the, I, I have one of those, an Xbox One day one edition. Uh, does feel a little special. There was an achievement, too. Do you remember that, Ben? I do remember If you this. had the I day one edition of the Xbox it, but... One, you got a little special achievement. I think it's called like day one or something like mm-hmm. that. That you could only get if you got that version of the console. How would you find it? What's it? What's it under? 
What do you mean? The achievements? Yeah, achievements are listed under games. So, like, how would you find that achievement? I don't know, Jones. But you, it... you get that little, you get a, oh, another weird. little 10 Wasn't points it, on your gamer I, score. Wait, was it 10? I thought it was a zero. Oh, it's a zero gamer score? I think score? it was a zero oh, gamer cute. score oh, okay. thing. Because okay. they do that with, like, streaming services, too, don't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like the Netflix app, I think, right. at one point had achievements. Right, but the, I don't think they have any points. Okay. All right. Mm. So, no, Jones, 100% on I'm assuming you just scroll through and you just see something sure. that says Xbox One. Got it. I don't know, man. It's cute, right? It's cute. It's stupid. It is stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> uh, but what I really want to dig into here is uh, the fall strategy of the Xbox One releases. Uh, we haven't quite seen the PlayStation 4 bundles, but uh, we Xbox One has kind of played their hands, and so we, we know it's coming. The Xbox One S uh, will be still the primary console, like Jones said. I don't think we can expect the One X to sell more than the S. Uh, the S is the the last year's new model. Uh, the reduced size still has HDR version of the Xbox One. Uh, we have, I guess we'll call these three versions. We have what was just announced, the Minecraft edition of the Xbox One S. Looks like a little Minecraft block. Uh, you know, it's the, it's a dirt block. Uh, I think it looks cool. You, you like this? Yeah, I do. I like it. I like okay. the look of it. Ben, is thank this, you. Is yeah. it a cube? It's not a cube because oh. it's still a rectangle. But, oh, yeah. I uh, didn't know if they changed the form factor. I'd yeah, like, yeah. That's pretty expensive it would have been yes <laughs> why did you do that but it, it is it is a very fresh angular paint like it, it looks like it belongs in minecraft the way it's painted uh and That's comes with a little one. um what are they called creepers they're called creepers yeah yeah a little the creeper green, the green green dudes. yep yeah. or a little creeper controller and comes with minecraft and a free month to realms minecraft realms which by the way i still haven't looked up i have no idea what realms is it's like their server thing you can subscribe to like a server, I guess. So I could like own a realm. Is that the idea? Uh, not entirely that clear yeah, about I gotta it. Look this yeah, because wasn't wasn't like making a server like at launch way back in the day? Wasn't that a huge headache? It was just a peer to peer thing. I think. Like, okay. You had to host. And maybe they're just I yeah. Thought. You can like and you, you can were, buy a server through us now. There were other companies that had. There were companies that owned ser- like for seedlings. We had a we bought a third party server that. Oh, cool. Ran our Minecraft server. And today you would just do realms. I guess. Okay. I think that's what that is. I'm not positive, but... Just goes to show our, our level of knowledge in the Minecraft yeah. subject. Uh, but Minecraft's still consistently a best-selling game. Oh, yeah. uh, ben, is this is this bundle appealing? Yeah, I think it's appealing. I, I don't think we're the demographic for it, but I mean, right. yeah. I... I I'm still consistently surprised when I go on the Switch and I see top sellers and Minecraft's right up there at the top. And that's true everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's still... Like, you may be sick of hearing about it, you may not care, but it's a big deal to very many people if you were going to bundle your console with something and make it look different and, and sell it to people. That's it. That's the people to do it for. This is super smart. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I know it's always, like... Y'all hate me talking about branding and marketing, but I love Xbox associating its brand with Minecraft. Yeah, it's and I like to see more of that. I mean, it's smart. Yeah, yeah like, it's very smart. The Xbox had a huge Minecraft contingent, I mean, that's why Seedlings had all the views it had because it was all people liked on the 360 Minecraft, back on the then. 360, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so it's very smart. For, I mean, that's why Microsoft bought Mojang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, because it blew up on the 360? Yeah, because Xbox was like. Yeah, it's huge. And I mean, huge on PC Minecraft as well. huge on PC, but yeah. the, it had huge traction on the on the Xbox. Cool. My girlfriend's nephew is absolutely obsessed with Minecraft. I mean, Minecraft plushies, Minecraft bedsheets. Um, but he 
up until this point, has only played Minecraft on his parents' tablet and phone yeah. because they, they haven't been willing to get him a video game console yet. And, and this is such an like, entry point. Look this at that is, thing. This is the thing that he cares about the most. Yes. If you were looking at it, it's like, yes, I want the sweet new Minecraft console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and it's an S, not an X. It is an S. How much is that? 300 Yeah, you know what, Ben? I'm ashamed that I did not look that up. It happens. Uh, yeah, I think that's a 300 one. Is uh, the Minecraft you know one what? more expensive, though? It's likely to be a little more than that. Maybe we should fact check it. Mm-hmm. Is anyone willing to look I'm that up? It. Okay, Ian's going to look okay. up how much that costs. Because it includes the game and the free month, and those controllers are premium controllers that it comes with. The Creeper one, and they also announced a little pig. Uh, that that one's a like seventy five dollar controller. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I expect it might be more than three hundred. Uh, to continue though, Jones, the game that the Xbox One S has chosen to be bundled with two fifty this fall. Oh, two fifty. That's so good. Wait, that's the normal one, but with a box that says Minecraft on it. But the system looks normal. Okay, you got to find that special. Got to find the system. special. Digging deeper. Uh, Digging deeper. Jones, actually, let me see if you can guess what game. It's uh, a beautiful love letter to Minecraft. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Sext. It's a sext. Uh, Jones, uh, what is the game that Xbox has chosen to be it bundled with cool. this fall? Uh, Big franchise. Triple A. Ben's ready to go. You, ben, you got it? Forza. No. Oh. No, that would make sense. Ben, that would make oh. sense. It's Shadow of War. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, they, well, that, that was the only Xbox game playable at uh, Comic-Con this year. I really okay. thought it that was, was Forza. The, the yeah. Xbox booth was that game. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so, uh, which makes me concerned because we had bad news about the deals. I don't think there's a lot of hype behind Shadow of War right now. I mean, there is, obviously, mm-hmm. like, if you look at pre-orders and sales, it'll do fine. But the bundle for Xbox One this fall is the Shadow of War bundle. The 500 gigs and the one terabyte of the Xbox One S will be bundled with Shadow of War. Okay. Yep. So the Xbox One S in this bundle comes with a one terabyte storage drive, a vertical stand, digital codes for Minecraft and the Redstone expansion, mm-hmm. and one of the new controllers that retail for $75 each yep. by themselves, uh, costs $400, Oh, oh. Versus $250 for a regular Xbox One S. Yeah, that's too expensive. $250 is one terabyte? Uh, ooh, I don't know that. I bet 250 is 300 I bet it's 300 for one terabyte. But good lord, that thing is $400? Oh, yeah. The, the two, four, 250 is the 500 terabyte one. Ben, that just or moved out of, like, here, here you go, nine-year-old. Right. 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 <laughs> Holy cow, $400. That's a premium, baby. Maybe that's just their market now is like, hey, uh, upper-scale buyers just come and buy this thing. That's crazy. It is it is more expensive than I would expect. The one terabyte is two eighty. I've also okay. seen parents getting iPads for their kids that are more than that. Yeah. So maybe it's not out of the realm of possibility, I guess, but yeah, it is it is definitely more than I was expecting. Wow. That mm-hmm. seems crazy. I kind of feel like you're gouging for the limited edition now. Right. I kind of feel like you're right. gouging for like the, you for can't the get job. this. Yeah, you're paying for the paint job. Like Dang. like that's a hundred dollar difference between the good one. Because I walked the in X. here thinking this is so smart. I should have looked no, that up. That's right. $400? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's too it changes much. things. That's a PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah. That's a PlayStation 4 Pro. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's still very cool looking. Oh, my goodness. It does look pretty cool. So, uh, Jones, do you think Shadow of War is the right one to partner up with? Uh, the right one? I mean, it's still around, so yeah. You know? <laughs> what do you mean it's, it's still around? It's an Xbox game that's still coming to the Xbox, which is not. Do you think it's a broader appeal than Forza? Do you think it's a broader appeal than Forza? 
Um, yes. Okay. I think broader appeal, yeah. Sure. Um, I don't know if it'll sell as much on the Xbox as a Forza would, um, but I think, yeah, I think you have people that are excited about... Um, I think there's more people that show up not knowing either about either of those games that'll probably end up buying. And um, I think it sends a different message. Just or uh, end up buying Shadow of War just because of the Middle Earth brand. Here's sure. here's something to think about with Shadow of War hypothetically. Yeah. Okay. So let's say Forza comes out, reviews really well. Mm-hmm. I don't think that changes the needle at all. If Shadow of War comes out, gets a ton of buzz, the same kind of buzz that Shadow of Mordor got, yeah. and people are saying, oh, okay, well, I want to play this game, maybe I should play it on the Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the potential return is much bigger in yeah. that regard. And I think this deal was probably made months ago, and if I'm looking at the fall releases that aren't taken, I would have wanted Star Wars for a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Like, Shadow of War looked like a sure thing. I think it looks less so today. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Ian, you were talking about a message that they were sending. I think it sends a different message because... The Xbox, I think, already has a pretty like big foot in the sports area. Yeah, racing. People soccer. love Forza. Already have one. You mean? Have already have an yeah, Xbox one? Or yeah, or like like they've already got that market mm-hmm. in a bigger way, maybe than PlayStation. I don't have the actual numbers, but like, I think that the mind share is definitely like Xbox has good sports stuff, or like sports people are on Xbox. You know, I'm not trying to generalize, but like, yeah. and having this bundle opens it to a different crowd because like the other one was very playstation-y you know kind of yeah. i don't know so i think that's a good good move for them to do that is cool and so uh well forza is like oh yeah par for the course i don't want to say there won't be a forza bundle like i, I don't want to say that the, re- the announcement of these excludes it but uh, yeah, i just thought that was kind of interesting and for playstation 4 they did announce some gran turismo sport bundles in europe none of those were confirmed for the u.s but uh, a crazy amount of bundles for Gran Turismo Sport. A limited edition, you could get just the controller that comes with an edition, which looks really cool. Uh, you could get a non-limited edition console with Gran Turismo. You could get all different versions, 500 gigs and one terabyte. But again, none of those were announced for the U.S. at the point of this recording. So yeah, I guess that's a, a developing story. We'll see more of what they're putting out at retail this fall. I always think that's kind of interesting. What you're putting on shelves, how you want to sell your console in, yeah. in a given year. I'm just happy that bundles still happen because sure. I feel like for a while they kind of didn't. You're right. And like when I was a kid, like the game you got with your Genesis or whatever was a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I'm just happy it still happens. Then. <laughs> I think of uh, when my friend got an original Xbox and it came with like Tetris and a Star Wars game, but like a bad one. Uh-huh. What Star Wars game could that have been? It was about the. It was like about a episode prequels. one racer maybe or something. Oh, like it wasn't racer. It was like it was like a battling. Was it was it Obi Wan? Mm, it wasn't Obi Wan, but yeah, okay. of that caliber perhaps. It wasn't that Connect one. Was yeah, because Obi Wan was exclusive. No, original Xbox. Xbox. We're talking. Oh, 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 oh. And so yeah, it, it's, it's totally that. It's like oh, so we're playing Tetris on this thing. It's like yeah, it's a game I got for free. It's like oh, all right, all right. Before I was truly in love with Tetris. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get that. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 had a lot of announcements. Uh, you know, I don't always like to talk about ports. Windows Edition, I think, is very interesting. But a, a game called Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, which is a, a mobile version of Final Fantasy 15 uh-huh. with 10 chapters, the, entirety sto- the entire story of Final Fantasy 15, same voice acting in the cutscenes, same direction of the cutscenes, just with super simplified character. Mo- I'm sorry, do y'all hear that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Sounds like it's podcast wow. halftime. You really, you really don't know what to expect it sometimes. I, I, I did That's not. Just up on that you. was well. Done. Oh boy. The following are the official sponsors of EC Allies for the month of August. I Keyless. Need a new car key or remote? iKeyless.com has been in the key replacement business since 2002. Check them out today and they can help save you up to 75% off of the dealership's prices. If you type in offer code EZA at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. Michael Kozachenko is producing video game long-form reviews on YouTube at youtube.com slash His latest video on Uncharted 4 A Thief's End is available now. L. Fanis. Mango. Hoag Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Rick Hoag started Hoag Law to bring more than a decade of experience to companies like yours, and is proud to support the allies. Check him out at www.hoaglaw.com. Iron Harvest. A real-time strategy game for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Currently in development at King Art Games. Join their community and help them bring the alternate reality of 1920-plus to life. New trailer, too. Check it out. New trailer just came out. Iron Harvest. You know what I want a new trailer for? Scorn, an atmospheric (laughs) horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. JoJo Dent Co., your friendly automotive dent repair expert. If you're currently an EZA patron and are in the Denver metropolitan area, tweet at Fastmower if you would like to have your minor door dings repaired free of charge. All of these links are available in our description. Thank you to our sponsors. I would also like to point out uh, that we have a sponsor slot available. Uh, it's open right now, patreon.com slash easyallies. If you would like to be a sponsor of our podcast and get your name mentioned once in every episode throughout the month, now's the time to do it because September is coming up. Yeah, get so that if, you, if you jump in now, you will be uh, we'll one September. of our lovely sponsors for the month of September. In for September. You're in for September. Someone come up with me. I'll be in for September. Mm, that's good. Uh, thank you, Johns. Wrong month, but whatever. Uh, it is now time for Love and Respect. Love, Love and respect. respect. Oh, Jonesy. That baritone. You bent it a little something. That was me. Actually. What? I heard love and respect. That was he low. Oh, yeah. He went, been, ben, yeah. Are you joking right now? No. That baritone came from Ben? Ooh. Whoa, <laughs> dude. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Ben, thank you for bringing it. Thank you for bringing it. I try. Their platypus needs work, but their love and respect <laughs> mm-hmm. is. Yeah, oh, that was on point. We do not get all of the gifts. Only some. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's Unless start. Uh, that from that book. This is an interesting question. <clears throat> Dear allies, should we be concerned at the stagnation of con- console controller design and what effect it might have on creativity? Hmm. Look at the layouts of the DualShock 4, Switch Pro controller, and Xbox One controller. Other than small tweaks like stick placement and shoulder button shape, we've essentially settled on a single setup for all systems. The design has many strengths, but also weaknesses. Consider the amount of aim assist required for FPS games on console these days. It's highly likely that the upcoming generation also features controllers that fit the dual joystick template. 
I recently have been thinking about the standardization of console controllers and how it might affect how people design games. There are obvious benefits to standardization from a designer standpoint, such as how it's easier to design a game to work on uh, more than one console these days, but I wonder how much we are losing the process. I feel like the homogeneity of controllers will contribute to a constriction of game designs as designers subconsciously shape their game ideas around the capabilities of a dual stick controller without realizing it. When I look back at the Wii and DS, I think of how those interfaces allowed for the creation of new types of games. Can you imagine Boom Blocks or Trauma Center as dual stick controllers? I can't. But now that Nintendo has stopped exploring and returned to the dual stick camp, there's nobody large enough and audacious enough to try to push these boundaries in an impactful way. Should we, should we be happy with this? Should we be satisfied with embracing standardization at the cost of confining creativity to a space with nothing more than two sticks, four face buttons, and four shoulder buttons? Thanks, tax man. Got that D-pad, too. The D-pad. Don't I think about that D-pad. We shouldn't, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't not mention... The VR controllers, I think yep. that oh, the definitely that's, the Oculus, that's kind of the Wild West right now. Yeah, the sure. Oculus Touch and the Vive controllers, like they're Very doing, different. they're doing pretty yeah. crazy different stuff. I mean, obviously that's specialized for VR, but yeah. And I think that two two sticks, you kind of need them because camera and person, you know, you need two things to control that. Mm-hmm. I I I wouldn't be surprised if other things start putting other face buttons on it, but I think they hit the nail on the head. Is like. You want to use your PlayStation controller on your computer? You can for every game. You you know you don't yeah. have extra buttons or missing buttons. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's basically gotta be the same. It's it's a really yeah dull answer because it's like it is unfortunate. It does stunt creativity. It's not going to change. Yeah. <laughs> sure. PS4 is not the track. I'm not. Pad, I'm not sure. I I buy that argument though because I think it's easy to to look at like yeah, Boomblocks is a really cool game. Yeah, there are, there are great games on the Wii that took advantage of the technology. But what what isn't happening that you want to see? Where are you getting the sense that the people that want to express these ideas and create these things are being limited by their options? Yeah, I, 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 I think that's the thing is you are you are claiming that we are reaching a point of stagnation because, or you're theorizing that we're reaching a point of stagnation, but I'm not sure the actual games themselves are backing that up. Right, like I love mm-hmm. Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. I love it to death. I'm not missing the motion controls. Right, right. Uh, I would almost say, or or that Breath of the Wild is a step back. Right, right. we have regressed Massive because we step forward. I would I would almost say that maybe the opposite is true because the homogeneity of controllers uh, makes things like I mean, think about like Octodad or like anything with like nightmare physics, nightmare controls, where it's like people have to get creative and weird, or they choose to get creative and weird with these conventions. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. That's like the exact opposite of stagnation. And I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in being confined, being an incubator for great ideas. So I think that, that maybe the constriction of, of a universal controller scheme takes the onus off of that and lets people have... You have to invent new and interesting things to do with it, and that makes games better. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I think you opened it well by saying... Look at the touch controller. Right. Look at those Vive controllers. That's where the innovation is. They're great. Uh, yeah, and they are great, and they're really interesting. But they require a lot of additional equipment at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and look at the look at the reappropriation of Move controllers to use the PSVR, which I would say is not a huge success, not mm-hmm. as good as the touch or the Vive controllers, but like that's taking old tech and making it new 
ish. So Jones, the way I would answer this question is that I'm comfortable with losing boom blocks and trauma center for the benefit that a right analog stick on a Nintendo controller gives us. Is that fair? Is that yeah. said like it's okay to lose it because of what you gain from everything else? Yeah, it, it's it's like Ian said. It's like you, we did get some creative stuff coming out of the Wii because they had their specific controller. But at the mm -hmm. same time, how many people were developing for the Wii that were like, oh, man, I'd love to. Right. <laughs> I wish they didn't have this controller. Yeah. I wish I could make a game that did, wasn't forced to use this technology. Mm -hmm. So and I think on any, on any console, you got to conform. And even then, you have the classic controller and the classic controller pro, right. which I would argue some games play best on that control setup on that system anyway. And the, the Switch Pro Controller is very good. It's very good. It is very, very good. Um, they nailed it. But okay. even like the GameCube, I remember back in the day, yeah. like switching. Xbox, but. I remember switching between PS2 and GameCube games. Like my buddy had a PS had the GameCube version, but I had the PS2 version. And being like, oh, you know, just switching that little yellow nub instead of like a whole separate analog stick was like, mm -hmm. you know. And that was technically like the same kind of control. Oh, I think it just had yeah, one man. button missing that yes. the other ones had. Um, it had just the one, just the R two R one, but not the L one. For which yes, one was um, the GameCube. For the GameCube, like yeah. ugh, I love the GameCube controller, but it made ports worse for stuff yes. that was yeah that, that was exclusive, you know, to the the system. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it uh, just just made things a little bit more difficult. And like, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. Uh, in in this industry, I played Resident Evil Four for the first time on the GameCube, and then I played it on the Wii, and that was a really interesting jump to be able to like actually aim it. I oh, was pretty into it. That's a good example of something that's actually great and better on the Wii. Yeah. Uh, I loved it on the Wii. I would also, yes. I, I like refuse to play Pikmin 1 through 3 without the Wii controller. Yeah. I love playing it that way. So, yeah. Good examples on every side of that one. Like Shoot, man. Yeah. Pikmin 3 yeah. with that controller. I absolutely plugged it in. Yep. Yeah. Dang, dude. Yeah. It is sad. It's sad we're losing it, but I think the benefits that we gain are, are, are more worth it. I would and say. also, okay. like, I don't. I, I can't believe that it would stagnate creative minds. You know, like a box isn't gonna hold genius. You know, controller isn't gonna scare people away from making weird stuff. Okay, they're still gonna make weird stuff. Yeah, and cool, new, interesting stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Trauma, just might Trauma not... Center was made because of the touchpad on the DS. Right. And it's like, how do we work with this? And so, yeah, new and unique ideas can still come out of a controller and how do we work like, with Like, you this? could take a PS4 controller and make a game where the, the controller is, like, spinning the controller on the table. Like, you could do that. Ooh, let's do that. Even just the... We've recently experienced it again, you know, Katamari yeah. taking that traditional controller and presenting it in a totally different way. Yeah. It's doable. All right, Stool. cool question. I thought it was interesting. A good point. We are stagnating. It, it is interesting to think that we've actually settled on a default type of controller. Uh, it's kind of... I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Really. It's kind of... It makes sense. It had to happen eventually. Yeah. And it hasn't yet. I guess the, the one thing that we didn't talk about, though, is is there any potential for the big three, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft, that will always be this way forever? Is that the underlying fear? Because I don't necessarily buy that when we've seen crazy directions from from all three of them. I think that uh, the next PlayStation and the next Xbox will absolutely look almost identical. Yeah. But is there still room for something like the Kinect? Is there still room for something like the Wii Remote, even if you have that underlying dual analog stick controller? Yeah. But I think the point is the, it's the main controller. People will develop games for the... the I mean, a PSVR has 
move controllers. The mm-hmm. PlayStation Five will no longer use those move controllers. Right. So the PlayStation Five will have something that's like the touch. What I, is I that? Imagine. What is that thing called? The the Playbook, Powerbook, Playbook. The thing that has the I know what you're talking the about. Harry yeah. Potter yeah. spellbook, yeah. 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's someone trying to make a peripheral that you can buy. Yeah. That one I don't think took off really. It did not. Or like iToy back in the day, like mm-hmm. that didn't really take off. What's crazy about that though is it's justified in that that's how they have PSVR today. Right. If they didn't have iToy and then PlayStation 9 and the stupid move controllers, right. they wouldn't have this investment into PSVR and we wouldn't be able to ship that product yeah. from the ground up. Like it's interesting. Uh, throwing stuff out there that fails isn't always a failure. And I mean, I wouldn't, who could have. You know, Guitar Hero took off like a wildfire back in the day. So, like, 10, 15 years ago, from now, I mean, mm-hmm. who knows if we won't be ready for another... I mean, Disney Infinity, you know, like, any of these things. Like, we might be ready for some wacky controller thing where you use your elbows or whatever to yeah, Tony yeah. Jaw simulator or something. <laughs> I mean, can you not, in every console generation, whether it's exceeded or failed, point to crazy peripherals? So, yes. I think there are yeah. always yeah. going to be people trying. Yeah to innovate in that space. Me and all my friends had that little Tony Hawk skateboard. Oh, yeah. Ride? Ride. We all played ride online. We were the best. We were nice, on top of the leaderboards. You know what's Something funny? Proud of. Is Somebody real? is on top of those leaderboards. Still, Still, a real day. person is on top of the Tony Hawk ride yeah. leaderboards. Tony. <laughs> Tony himself. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really excited to play I'm this next game. President. This next game know. is a follow-up to a game we played last year, and that makes it really exciting to me. Ooh, yeah, a little sequel. Hey there, Allies. Football season is kicking off, uh-huh. so the time has come for the Allies to put on their fantasy football analyst caps for the 2018 season. I love fantasy football, and I loved hearing your locks, sleepers, and busts last year. This year, however, I'll be changing it up a little bit. First, though, let's look back on your picks last year. Brandon. Your sleeper, meaning your game that you didn't see a lot of hype for, but you think deserved more hype, was Neo. Oh, good sleeper. Your bust was Ghost Recon Wildlands. Damn. I don't think that panned out. I don't think you get that. You one. like that, that game not a bust. Now, yeah, I love you it. You love it. Love it. You're yeah. like the one. Yeah. Your lock was Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, good lock. Okay, nice. Good lock. You did really well last year. I would say two for three is really good. Ben, your sleeper was Near Automata. Mm. That's a good sleeper. That, is a good one. that was good. Your bust was Horizon Zero Dawn. That was Ooh, a bad one. That was a bad one. That bust. was the wrong one. And your lock was The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Safe, but good. I think, actually, at this point last year, yeah, actually, we at this point little... last year, we were sure. It was yeah. after E3. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, that, when you say lock to me, it's yeah. like... People cried. Yeah. 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 You locked it in. That was good. So you're two for three, too. Ian. Your sleeper I'll, was Sea wrong. of Thieves, which we consider an injury. It was delayed, so we don't, we don't get anything for that. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Your bust was Horizon Zero Dawn as well. And I, I remember I remember that they had a weird trailer like right before we did that episode. I remember that where they showed like the menu system and I was really yeah, not yeah. about the menu system. And crafting. It was, it was right? the first yeah. time yeah. we'd seen the menu. It was the first like, time we saw the menu and, so, and I was like not about it. Is that it. the episode where we had the like heart head and... Yeah, I think so. Was yeah. that a year ago? Where where wow. are we? What, yeah. what is today? Yeah. Easy Eyes has been around this for a while. Freaking me out. Yeah. Okay. All right. That seems like that just happened. Your lock uh, is Froner. You picked Froner for a oh. lock. We'll give yeah. it to you. Yeah. We'll give it to yeah, you. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Edge case. So. You yeah. don't get as many points no. as the others had for their locks, but sure, you got some sure. points there. I'm not good at sports. Uh, I had for my sleeper Crackdown three. That's another injury. <laughs> Didn't yeah. work out. Huh. Broke his leg. Uh, bust. <laughs> 
Mass Effect Andromeda. I feel oh, good about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a whole, that's a grand slam. Do you remember? There were people, me and Touchdown. There were comments where we, people would be mad at us for not talking more about Mass Effect Andromeda. I remember yep. that. Oh yeah, and I get to gloat about that now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then uh, uh, our, the lock was God of War. That's another injury. Uh, so I did not do well last year for, when we played for this a game. news podcast. We we never have talked about the not getting DLC, which is kind of a uh. a bummer. Uh, I thought we did. We did. That. We did, did talk we, about that. We, we didn't talk about it. this week that they they announced there's no new patches. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're like end of life. Did yes. <laughs> they're like dead. Yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda will receive no new patches. It's done forever. Yeah. It is dead. The multiplayer will continue to get patches, but uh, perfect time to jump in. Game. Yeah, at, never never played it at any point of last generation. Yeah, if you said this is how. Mass Effect ended up. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I wouldn't yeah. have believed you. Well, Ben, that's what's fun. That's what's fun is the new element to the game that we're playing this year is Keepers. Mm-hmm. Oh. So Keepers are uh, a game that is introduced in this generation, and because Nintendo's weird, we're just going to say from 2013 forward that you think will still be around next generation. Meaning and like, the Wii U and the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the Switch so far. Uh, uh like Mass Effect was introduced in the 360 generation, and like you said, if at any point you said Mass Effect's gonna put out one game and die in the new generation, we'd be like, come on, no way. Uh, it happened. Uh, maybe it'll be around next generation. So, we're doing sleepers, busts, locks, and keepers this year. Uh, let me skip straight to uh, the person who submitted this. Because um, I lost her name. We'll get there, I guess. Uh <laughs> Okay, um, so, Jones. Might be on the next page. We'll start, yeah, it's probably on the next page. Wishing you the best, love and respect, D. Brinson, 98. Thank you, Jones. So, yeah, Jones, we'll start with you. Uh, let's do locks first, because oh. they are the least interesting. What is your lock this year? Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2, baby. Yeah. Okay, why is that your lock? Uh, there's be, no way that's going to be bad. There's, it's impossible. Okay. Uh, that would be, that would be, <laughs> yeah, that would be unprecedented. That would be like Mass Effect coming into a genre and then sure. going away immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I would be completely beside myself, stunned. All of my ideals that I've built up about my understanding of this industry would come crashing down. Uh, and I would likely quit my job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Jones. Just just for everyone's sake, like it's it bad. Is. Jones is gone. That better be a good game. They just don't. Rockstar has made like two games I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Which ones? Yeah, which uh, two? I didn't like Manhunt. Uh, I didn't oh. like either Manhunt, and I was not a fan of... Uh, Vice City Stories. Liberty City Stories was good, but Vice City Stories was the PSP. You like State of Emergency? eventually came to. Love State of Emergency, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Everybody got their expectations all out of whack for that game. I was mm-hmm. like, that, yeah, you just run around and shoot stuff. Great. And then I got the game, and I was like, run around and shooting stuff. And they're like, it's not Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, they didn't sell it that way. I don't know what... You just I, got I'm real pretty excited. sure on the sure. box they say from the makers of Grand Theft Auto 3. Sure. <laughs> and that was a different <laughs> And every magazine, didn't too. Much, and every magazine, yeah, the way yeah. they sold it, yeah. Right. Um, um, that was mature of you, though, Jones. At the time. I, I think the maturity yeah. came from just the speed uh, that, like, I f- heard about Grand Theft Auto sure, and started yeah. getting buzz, and it was like, you, you know, like more than a year before I finally got it. Mm-hmm. It was like State Versus, just boom, happened. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, it's going to be. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> this yeah, game we yeah, didn't yeah. know existed a couple months ago. It's like, yeah. going to be. Yeah. Did you play State of Emergency 2? No. Did mm-hmm. not know there was a sequel. Forgot there was a sequel. Yeah. I don't even know what yeah, this game is. Yeah, not May. Different, different people. Oh, like a different studio yeah. is like, hey, th- there's still something here. And Rockstar's yeah. like, no, there isn't. Trust us. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, there is. Let us buy that from you. We yeah, want well. that. Yeah. Um, but uh, they just can do no wrong. And, and it's uh, it's not a thing where it's just like, I'm hooked on Assassins. I'll play it every year. Like, they take their time. They release something when it's ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why they're, all their games are so good. I love Red Dead Redemption. Ian, what is your lock? Uh, <laughs> see Thieves. 
Ooh. Yeah. Still? Still? Was it Sleeper before? Uh, I think it was your lock last year, too. Let me double check on that. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm curious. It was your it was your sleeper last okay, year. Okay, it was my sleeper so last year. So it's got year. enough notoriety. I'm, I'm bumping it up to it's lock. Bumped up to a lock. Okay. I am excited about CFPs, mm-hmm. and it could be bad, but whatever. It looks like it'll be fun for a little while. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't I say want. that about your lock. Don't say your lock huh? will be fun for a little while. This is your lock. You are yeah. sure this game is going to be good. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I mean, whether or not I play it like for the rest of my life. This is David Johnson, Ian. I don't know what that means. <laughs> is that a you're, sports guy? Yeah, yeah. You're oh. positive this is going to work out. I mean, I'm pretty dang sure that okay. we're going to have a blast playing Sea of Thieves. Okay, great. I am very excited for Sea of Thieves. All right. Why, though? To God, me, it, just uh, looks like a, it looks like a game you have to make the fun. Yeah. Those are the good kinds of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me what Tell me what that means, though. Dude, we're going to have, like, the nine of us, mm-hmm. a bunch of other people... On a bunch of boats, one of them is gonna Huber's gonna keep sinking his boats and trying to con our boats, and we're gonna let him, and then they're gonna sink, and it's gonna be hilarious. We're gonna make you walk the plank like every twenty minutes. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. I'll be I'm gonna be wandering around with a with a squeeze box. Jones will have like a parrot that he's like trained to level up automatically somehow. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be so much fun for at least a week. Yes. And that'll be good enough. You know what? That's all we can promise for any game. Yeah. Fun for a week. Yeah. Ben, what is your lock this year? For 2018, I mean. I'm surprised I'm saying this because I'm not even the biggest fan of it. Within the Allies, and it has had an incredibly rocky development, Kingdom Hearts 3. That's your lock, That's ben? my lock. I'm willing to put a seal on it. Wow. Yeah. I'm floored by this. Yeah, but I have evidence. Okay. <laughs> evidence. I have evidence. Uh, every trailer that we have seen for Kingdom Hearts 3, especially the most recent one. The Toy Story Where one. they go to Andy's room, yes. and it looks exactly as you want it to. Mm-hmm. And you see those characters in their toy form, and it looks exactly as you want it to. And you see Sora like going through the environment, riding these rails. You're in Olympus, and like things are happening in the sky. Stuff's crashing down. It just looks exactly as I want it to look. And that, uh, that prologue that came... Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought played really well and looked really good, and I just I there's there's a sense that I get from it from these trailers that there is a reason why it is taking so long and it will be worth the wait. Yeah, it's funny. I think two point eight didn't run well. I think it was critiqued for its performance, mm-hmm. but you're right. It just looks so good. It looks yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even just passing at E three, I even just like went by and was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, got gotta get to my appointment, but mm-hmm. like, whoa! And it's actually int- two point eight. It like introduces some c- kind of cool ideas of little events that are happening in a world mm-hmm. that you're rewarded for, and you get like weird like costume yep. items and things like that that I did not expect to see in a Kingdom Hearts game, and I do expect to see in three. That I think it'd be really cool in three. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, you cut the game trailers, Kingdom Hearts timeline, mm-hmm. so you have a passing, pretty granular understanding of the story. Mm-hmm. But you never the same really can played be said for any all of them. them. Yeah, <laughs> but you never really played any of them. Do you think that one could jump into three? Yes, and pick it up and Here, understand it. Here's my pitch for you: If you're like, well, I don't understand the Kingdom Hearts story, because how could you're well, ready? <laughs> let's let's go to Andy's room and hang out with Woody and Buzz and go on adventures. Yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's the final <laughs> battle. It, it is. It, they're pitching it kind of like how Uncharted Four is like. This is the final Nathan Drake story. They yeah. said this is our final Sora story. And about time. But yeah. but here's the thing <laughs> with Kingdom Hearts to me. Yeah. Like, having played a lot of those games, when Kingdom Hearts Three comes out, I'm going to have to like go back and refresh myself anyway. Yeah. Like, I I think if you are new to it, the story is is so dense. There's a lot to figure out. There's mm-hmm. a lot of pieces from all over the place where I think it's like, hey, if you're in for Woody and Buzz yes. and you like it mm-hmm. and this feels exciting, good. It's okay to take that first step and just be excited on that level and then go back and be like, okay, now that I know that I'm really into this, I'm willing to make the commitment of going through and playing all of those other games which are on the same console. Yeah, I, or, I on hope, P- or on PS4, I guess. I hope they do a good job of... Because there's a good way to do it and a clunky way to do it where you, like in the second book of a, of a trilogy of books, whatever, when you just quickly refresh the memory of what this race of aliens is about. I don't think you can count on it being a quick refresh. Right. It is going to be a You can't laborious. just be like, Xehanort <laughs> yeah. is I think, bad. Yeah, it's I think not going to be that. I mean, what you do is laborious you show is him inherent to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts is, is, yeah, holy God. But like... Just show Xehanort or whoever the villain is doing something bad in the You're beginning. Right. So yeah. I understand that there's smacking are a child. Yeah, just like, show Xehanort have smacking him walk a child. Up, have him walk up to like Dewey, like Daffy Duck or something. Not Who's, Daffy. What Duck. is his name? One of the kids. Huey, Dewey, and Lily. Huey, Dewey, oh, okay. Dewey. Yeah, and just like smack a lollipop out of his mouth. <laughs> That's what? it, and then like and walk off, and you're yeah. like, "Who's that guy?" What <laughs> I think is funny <laughs> is oh, sometimes Xehanort. sometimes I see internet comments that yeah. say. The Kingdom Hearts story isn't that hard to figure out. That comment is like almost always followed by a giant paragraph of text. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> if you have to do that, right. then maybe. That's why it's your lock. Yeah. I want to self-correct. I think it's the final Xehanort story. I don't think it's the final Sora story. Oh. I think that's what was been ah. promised. Yeah, Whoa. But yeah. that, yeah. So it's an end to this villain. Yeah. Yes. I see. Uh, my lock is... Another obvious one, Spider-Man. Mm. Yeah. Well uh, done, Kyle. Yeah, it's just... Good job. What I, what I want to say is, like, look, you saw QTEs at E3. You're like, this is a QTE game. Stop, so stop being concerned. Stop it. Yep. It's going to be a very good game. Locking in. Don't worry about that. I'm worried. Wow. Just yeah. shutting them down. Yeah, don't worry. I'll shut them down, too. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Not is don't worry about quick time yeah. events at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Uh, Quit crying. There's going to be a... Ooh, okay. Ooh, we might have a little conflict. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree with you. No, I'm no, just... no. I, I see Ian checking that piece of paper. <laughs> no, nope, uh, just couldn't remember what I was doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh... Yeah, uh, Spider-Man wasn't even on the radar. It's going to be a small part of the game. I think every time you have a cool boss interaction, there will be QTEs, but the exploration, the city part of the game, those won't be present. And there's just going to, it's going to blow you away. I think really yeah. the Spider-Man game. So yeah, I think it's easy lock because wow. it's quick time events are they're they're allowing Spider-Man to do things that you would be physically impossible to do any other way in a game. Yeah, period. Yeah. There's no way to do it. So what you're saying, if you don't want those quick time events, is you're like, I want to thing where nothing ever falls on him yeah where he doesn't ever catch in his anything in midair where right. there's never like any cool saves or anything cinematic i want no cinematic in this at all yeah you know or you're putting the impossible onto insomniac being like yeah just make me control that i have no suggestions for you on how to do it whatsoever just do it it's mm-hmm. like, zelda did that's it. a lot yeah zelda what? did qtes 
No, I'm saying I'm just being an idiot. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you could throw a thing and catch it with magnesis or whatever. You like, can do some cool stuff with magnesis. You can do some wacky stuff in Zelda. But you can't stop a crane from falling. You just well, you can't. Well, give him a shot. <laughs> <laughs> He's not tried. Link hasn't yeah, tried. Link hasn't right. tried. He yeah. can do it. He's got magnesis or whatever. All right, we'll do Snake. Uh, so we'll go back my way. I'll start this next one. Let's do uh, Sleepers. Let's do Sleepers next. My sleeper. I think a lot of people are sleeping on this. It's had a bad week. Shenmue 3. <laughs> Shenmue 3 is my sleeper because I think the trailer this week dehyped people. And again, I just want to say, don't worry. Please don't worry. The only thing I saw in Slack was Huber said, Shenmue 3 trailer, dead eyes. Yes. <laughs> so what was, was like, released? Huber said that. If you haven't seen it this and week, a, a trailer was released that is a pretty good looking trailer for, except that... There's almost no facial animation on any of the characters. Nobody closes one eye in the entirety of this trailer. It's open eyes, eyes the whole time. Uh, so weird to see just somebody kind of doing a pose, staring blankly forward. Uh, why? Why really sad? I guess because of the pressure of where is Shenmue 3? Where is it? Yeah. Where is it? Why haven't you shown that yet? They're like, okay. Here it is. And it's here horrifying. it is. We haven't done any facial animations yet, but here it is. Again, I just want to say don't worry. It's maybe not a safe pick for 2018. Uh, I realize again I might get another injury, but if that game comes out in 2018, don't worry. That's gonna it's gonna be the game that it wants to be. Is how I yeah. feel. Eyes blinking, uh, mouths moving, overrated, right? You know what I mean. We're, we've moved past that. Jones, you don't the need thing is, They will blink. They will count on them blinking. But you don't need it. This was I, have, early I have seen several people on social media be like, "I hope they don't." Like, I like I personally, I'm set. Like, I'm playing this. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben, what's your sleeper? Uh, my sleeper is Ace Combat Seven. Oh, that's a good Whoa. sleeper. That's yeah, baby. Sleeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've had the benefit of playing Ace Combat 7 a couple different times at events, and boy, it just feels good. It mm-hmm. feels like the old Ace Combat games in a very, very good way. I think they've kind of done their... They did the free-to-play one, and then they did the more... The, the Xbox 360... What was that one called? Was it like Event Horizon? Yes, it was. Yeah. Good pull. Um, that, that was a different direction. Really called Event Horizon. Yeah. That movie terrified the hell out of me when I was, was a kid. It? Yeah, I think it was called Event Horizon. Anyway, so, yeah. they're, they're, hit going, a black hole? they're going back... <laughs> they're kind of having their reclaiming moment, I think, for, for Ace Combat. Uh, it was really cool playing it in VR. I just I just feel good about it. Jones, what's uh, Edgar Wright's new movie? What is that? Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Okay. Oh, you uh, um, Ben, uh, that's a really like. Uh, <laughs> do you think that crushing? That's absolutely crushing. <laughs> oh my! Jealousy though, God. jealousy. He felt I really have power. Like how long? He really felt alone. You know, I did. How John's long have you been planning, planning to do that? No, I just reminded because he said, "Yeah, baby." He gave oh. he gave a "Yeah, baby" to Ace Combat. Uh-huh. Uh, ben, that's a great pick. Wow. Ian, what's your sleeper for 2018? Okay, so it's a high-profile title, mm-hmm. so it's not a sleeper in that no one's ever heard of it, but I think this is a sleeper in that uh, everyone is very curious whether it'll be hot garbage or, oh, hey, kind of good. And I think it actually has a chance of being kind of good, maybe, uh-huh. and that is Detroit. Ooh, that's a good pick. Yeah, yeah that's a sleeper mm-hmm. for very sure. Very good pick, yeah. I think. I, think, I think that it has a decent chance of being kind of surprising, in its goodness. Yeah. And I, I'm hopeful that it is because I, I kind of want that game to to hit. And, and be I good. think Beyond Two Souls, you could say, is uh, largely a disappointment. And so it's interesting to come off of that game. Yeah. 
Well, because all of his titles are kind of like, okay. Have yeah. you played through Beyond Two Souls this year? Mm-hmm. For the first this year, you yeah, played through I, I I played it a little bit when I came out, and I finished the whole thing this year. That's crazy. Yeah. If you go into it thinking it's a disappointment, there's there's good things in it. Right. Sure. So yeah, it was a, it was a good perspective after mm-hmm. all of the consensus. Like how I watched Jurassic form. World. Right. Knowing it was going to be terrible, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I love Jurassic World. That's okay. We're sorry. And I love yeah. you. Guys. Still love you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, um, I'm stoked you played Ace Combat Seven in, in VR. But mm-hmm. um, we're not talking about Ace Combat Seven. What we're talking about? Sorry. Detroit. Just yeah. Is it yes. Beyond Human? Um, Detroit Become Human. Become, become human. human. I was like, Beyond's uh, not right. With um, with Beyond Two Souls, you were just her, right? Like you. I mean, like I don't know. I haven't played it, so no spoilers. If there's like other characters that pop in, but primarily you are focused on this one person as a playable character. Yes, her and her. Spirit yeah, companion. Right. Yeah. Uh, whereas it, there definitely seems to be a focus on multiple. Like there kind of is three. no like lead yeah, there are of three, the game yet. Three you know, yeah. yeah, and they've kind of slowly trickled them out and introduced them. And and I think that's cool. That like the premise seems to be way ahead of the actors at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think the celebrity of Beyond Two Souls was kind of distracting. Actually, like, yeah, it was a little was. weird for me. And I think if you're just like I don't like those actors, so I guess I'm not playing this. You know, it's like yeah. Uh, I wonder and if that I, was especially when it's William Defoe. Like you're like. Willem, yeah. I, w- Willem, I'm sorry. Especially when it's Willem Dafoe, because you're like, How dare you? you? How dare you? How dare you? It's Willem! It's Willem! Willem! I will not stand by as another good Willem is Williamed in this day and age. Fine actor. Fine actor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, Detroit, it looks kind of cool. And it, I mean, it's treading similar ground as Watch Dogs or any of these future stories where, like, you know, comparing society to like panopticon kind of a deal where it's like you're always being surveilled so you don't you know you're on your best behavior and like but then it's adding this thing of of these androids being property and i think that that's a cool angle on technology where it's like you're the technology too Mm -hmm. so it can comment it can comment both on like like in a black mirror style on like modern technology but also being like ownership and like that kind of stuff i don't know i think it has potential to be really cool yeah i really enjoyed somebody uh, meticulously getting like a 90% rating going into the final moment of the demo at E3 and failing. And that was really cool. Oh, yeah. so you can still fail with a <laughs> totally, 90 coming in. Totally. Wow. Yeah. Was was the person just very aggressive and like pulled the trigger or something? Just did. There was a moment right at the end there. It was like a little prompt that yeah. they just, just were sleeping through it. Just did not. Don't sleep. Like, that's the moment. That's yeah. the thing you should jump on. I right really, there. really <laughs> hope that you can like have a lot of impact on the story stuff. Yeah. That's what I hope. I will say, as as impressed as I was with the E3 demo, and as much as I'm looking forward to the game, boy, you really, I hope you've got something to say about the the androids wanting to be human in the conflict between man and machine that has not been, right. like... This ground has been as, drawn. As, well, as, yeah, even sure. as far as, like, tired premises go, this, this would be on most tired, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just... Something I'm skeptical about. Jones, what's your sleeper? Uh, my sleeper is a game I don't want to be good because then I'll have to play it. <sighs> it's a game that I was like, oh, it looked okay. It's kind of fun. And like people were kind of sour on it. And I was like, I think that could be fun. And like as the days and weeks go on, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to play this, aren't I? Oh, man, I might play this a lot. 
Metal Gear Survive. Oh, oh no. Oh, that wow. is a risky sleeper. I, I didn't like get those. into any base building in five because my base was kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. I colored it and I'm happy the color, you know, and, and when I would go back to the base and be like, oh, I got a new little wing over there. That's neat. You know, and I like yeah. being able to take off the helicopter and I can see it and be like, cool. But like, I don't care if people attack it. I don't, I just didn't have a lot of investment in like, yeah. I didn't, don't even know how the systems worked. Yeah. Like, and Pay to win. seeing how much you're investing that it's not just taking the gameplay of five, uh, taking that, the tactics and those weapons and those skills and, you know, putting them against a wave mentality, not just kind of like weeding out stealth wise, these little targets, but like, no, you got like 20 things coming at you. Now, what are the weapons you're going to gravitate toward? Now grenades are a lot more practical and stuff like that. Or like, and you build traps now, Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I think the base investment was uh, a curveball. I did not see that coming. Like, oh, no. You know, like, sure. you're like, oh, yeah, you're preparing food, and you have these people that are living there, and you know, they're all documented, like, who's in your base. Wait, have you seen new stuff from Survive? Uh, I, I've, I've just seen, I've seen, like, menus of, of stuff, and there's just... Is this post E3? When did you see this stuff? Um, just in social media, just a oh, couple okay. days ago, yeah. I think, they, uh, I think... They're doing new Gamescom stuff I think stuff Metal Gear Official tweeted some stuff. Because my knowledge is completely limited to what was shown at E3. Same. So I got to check out the new stuff, I guess, Jones. But just there's just a lot of... I, I'm, I'm a sucker for... I, I tend to, like, fall down the rabbit hole in games if there's just, like, a lot of resources or a lot of things to collect or a lot... Again, if they're all, like, garbage, if I don't care, then, like, I'm not going to, you know, go out, uh, worry about going out there and collecting them. But if... Um, yeah, if there's, like, food I'm, like, growing and can visibly see it, you know, and can, like, if I'm, like, out going on a mission or something and I can see, like, the crops coming in or I can see people managing that or if I see someone I recognize their face, I know, I know that's Chuck and Chuck is good at shotguns. And, yeah. Um, that kind of stuff I get hooked on very easily, so. And I'll tell you the thing that sold me when it was shown to us at E3, they didn't show us the single-player mode, but they said, yeah, we're going to have a story in this. I'm like, oh, jeez, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to play that. And I'm I could just, I could, I could see it, I could yeah. see it being like a Rainbow Six. I could see it coming out and, oh, people had fun, and then like yeah. a year later, it's like, did you know people are still playing Survive? Like, they're yeah. still, you know, like, I don't know if GTA Online levels, but like, I could see that's something they're just slowly supporting month after month. And I hear you, dude. I can see the, the audience build. Crazy to see Konami working on a game like that, really. Jones, it's now time for busts. And look, we do toaster strudels, right? Right. And toaster strudel means like, hey, like just pump the brakes. It's yeah. not necessarily. Busts are a condemnation. You do not think this is going to be a good game. Hmm. Do not invest in this. Do not use a draft pick on this game. That is n- not, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of about it. All right, Jones, uh, what is your bust? You know that Yoshi game pisses me off. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to pick Kingdom Hearts. You know that Yoshi game pissed me off. But I'll clarify. Uh, when I originally phrased it, I was upset that, that I got bust. Yoshi, that I got Yoshi instead of, uh, instead of, um, Animal Crossing. Yes. But I, I really have no idea what's special about this game. And that frustrates me for any franchise within Nintendo, whether sure. it's Zelda or anything. Yeah. That you get an announcement just like, oh, and that franchise, one of those. And mm-hmm. it was like, we had a Tick? drive-through? What's that? What? And just like, okay, what's the angle? Like, Yoshi is the angle. It just is very upsetting for me that, like, there's not, you can't, there's no, you, you don't have a title yet. You haven't named this game that you've shown me gameplay of. That's not good. Yeah. That's a bad thing Normally to the, see gameplay of a game the the, yeah. the day it's announced and like we'll name it in six months when we feel like Usually it. Usually the name is part of the gimmick. We don't know. Yeah. What we'll call it. 
happy times. There's just Yoshi. Isn't the it just same seems, it just seems like so rushed. And it's it, more true of and Kirby. And it to me kind of represents this Nintendo that's like letting their announcements out a little early, you know, like a yeah. little ahead of when they, they should. They wanted a good E3 presentation. They want you to yeah. know that there are things to have a Switch for. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, as someone who's pl- you know played Yoshi on Super Nintendo, like play- like lo- like like I I love the character, I love the games, and I'm just kind of waiting. Like it was just the the one thing that they announced for me three. Even the Kirby, like cr- like doing the normal Kirby game is kind of the new thing. It is kind of an interesting trend. Like oh okay, like there's no yarn or I'm not drawing anything. This is yeah. just classic Kirby, uh, where there is no real they, like classic Yoshi. Like every time Yoshi's come back, it's always been something interesting, some new angle. And these are, I don't, flipping? Like, we've done flipping. I don't know the angle. The the 3DS Kirby games are pretty much going back to classic Kirby. Yeah. But um, but the handheld. So, like, having, sure. a, having a, you know, something on this, well, the Switch is a handheld, but, like, having yeah. um, as, as pretty a Kirby game as we can make on the best hardware we have. Haven't and, had that in a long time. Um, and I've... I've played that Yoshi game several times. So I'm just waiting for yeah, it's interesting. the Jones, premise. What I would say is difference is aesthetics. It, it basically, it's it takes place in a real world more than any other. Like you can see the elementary school classroom behind that one level, which I think is really cool. But when you start, when you just say straight up like gameplay, what are you doing differently in this game gameplay wise? I cannot answer your question. You're right, flipping. Like, but it's it's tough to say a bus because it's it's Nintendo. It's one of their most beloved characters and franchises. So uh, odds are good. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Uh, of the ones on that list, yeah, I'm concerned. Ian, what's your bust? Uh, what is it even called? Skull and Bones. It's called Skull and Bones. That is the uh, multiplayer pirate game. It's basically Ubisoft. the mu- mu- the multiplayer only version of Sea of Thieves. But like serious, it's basically the one where they're like, "Hey, remember the good parts of Black Flag? Let's just do that as a thing, where you don't get out of the boat." Uh addendum though or like clarification i think it looks fun okay i loved that part of black flag mm-hmm. i want to run around in a pirate ship i don't care i w- the reason it's my bust is because i was actually surprised during e3 that everyone else was hating on it so much because i was like oh that looks fun i guess the for me the price point will be the breaking point sure. for this one yeah if this is a 20 30 game i'm like cool awesome yes mm-hmm. if it's 40 or 60 i'm like you're insane i'm never playing this sure it, the way it was revealed with an expensive CG trailer le- takes me to 60. Maybe, but like they already, had, really they cool already had that tech. Yeah. Like it didn't look too much developed over Black Flag, sure. just better graphics, and that's like whatever. You know? So it's like, eh, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I hope it's fun, but I anticipate based on the reaction of my of, of you guys that it won't be popular. Well, it's, it's funny because you're like, you're like the best parts of Black Flag and like, I, those weren't my favorite parts of Black right, Flag actually. Right. Like, yeah, I, like, I like treasure hunting. I, I, like, yeah, I, I liked anytime I got on or off my ship. You know, yeah. not like the, the thing I did getting off the ship, but the actual action of like the camera like whoom, zooming yeah, down yeah. to that level and now I'm a person and I'm physically climbing up onto it and now taking command of the ship. That's what really brought that world together for me. I like Where when, when I actually got into ship combat, I was terrible. Like I was, this is, it was not a thing I did at the time where it's like, I got to you know erase some fools online with this like yeah, i'm gonna yeah, be yeah. god awful at that game you know yeah. especially if there's all these new weapons and i don't like multiplayer stuff team either. tactics That's a good and point. stuff like um mostly i just like tooling around and exploring in the ship and having my guys sing the shanties and then getting into a storm and being like terrified yeah, that's not going to be in this game, is it? <laughs> the shanties yes, will my be. Buzz. We'll have shanties. Okay, yeah. But yeah, DLC a- buyable shanties. Yeah. <laughs> Get the Robert Shaw shanties in there. I don't know Robert Shaw. 
Robert Shaw Corral, Sea Shanties. Check it out. It's pretty good. Okay. Ben, what's your sleeper? Sorry, bust. Bust. Um, so I'm kind of surprised at this one because it is a game that I've uh, expressed excitement for before, but the more I think about it, the less sure I am. And that is Code Vein. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, and yeah. ouch. Stylistically, I'm kind of into it, mm-hmm. but I the 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 hook of this being a Souls-like game from the God of Your people, I was like, oh, let's see it in motion, and then I saw it in motion. I'm like, that I don't. I'm feeling nothing. I'm. I, I just it looks. It, it doesn't look the right. Hits it doesn't have look no like, impact. Yeah, and so that. And in addition, like, I do I want. Do I want this when there have been such good examples recently such as Neo and like Neo right away looked just so good and this this pales in comparison to that and so I'm I'm worried that we're just in for a mediocre game that quite can't quite capture what it's chasing after yeah uh my bust oh, wait sorry what? I didn't know we we're moving on already well you got some code vein thoughts yeah I think that the visuals are muddy I think they look so good. And inconsistent with themselves. Mm, I get you there. Like the, the yeah. player characters being kind of anime and then everything else being like gritty and weird. Yeah. In, mm. Incongruous to me. Mm. I don't like that. Yeah. I just, it's to me, it's like exciting as like a trying out a new thing. Maybe not so much as Biomutant, but also it's like so unique to itself that I I want to believe in Code Vein, but I, I, like I can I mean, smell yeah, it. Yeah. You can I'm smell the bust it. on it. We're, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I'll play it. We'll play it. My bust is Shadow of the Colossus. I thought about it. Did I you really? really I yeah. thought you were going to say... I thought about it. Okay. Huh. I was like... I was like... It could be like another one of those weird clunky ports. Yeah. I'm, I'm nervous about this port. I'm nervous about the spirit of it. Why it's being made. I'm nervous about the changes that are being made. I'm nervous... Uh, just the aesthetic. I, I'm nervous that something is going to be lost in this. I, I, I'm sure it will control better. I'm sure... Uh, there will be many, many improvements, but I'm just not sure it needs to exist. I'm not sure it's being made for the right reasons, uh, as opposed to like a code vein. Like, oh yeah, they're doing something new. This to me feels like why though? Cash why? Drag. Yeah. Um, and I'm unless positive. they're blowing it out into like way more colossi. Yeah. Yeah, though. But like, but like, do you need more? Um, I'm. Here's the thing. I'm positive there are people at Blue Point who are extremely passionate about this, who said, I would love, this is my life's work. I would love this more than anything. I would want to work on this more than anything. I'm not saying it's made out, not out of passion, but uh, it has to prove a lot. And so that's, that's my bust. Also, like, you know, minor spoilers here. So whatever. But, like, I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I really want <laughs> you to be wrong on this. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Oh, sure. I, I want to be wrong about Yoshi. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> that's the nature of busts yeah. yeah 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 let's do keepers so keepers again just to, like you think of it as, as in fantasy football uh, if you're in a keeper league it's sometimes smart to pick up a rookie who may pay out big time for years to come because keepers are automatically kept on your team you don't have to worry about it you don't have to waste a, a draft spot on that person uh you do actually but it's whatever rules change anyway uh so the keepers in this analogy and the keepers in how we're playing are games that were introduced within this generation uh and the way that we're considering it because nintendo throws things off uh basically 2013 forward we're counting it as this generation what will we see in the next generation the playstation 5 the next xbox if damiani's to believe there won't be a next xbox i don't believe him i think there will be one still what new franchise is going to pay off was still going to exist within our next generation 
since I'm down here, I'll go first. Neo. I think Neo will be around. I'm, I'm really proud of the way that Neo was introduced uh, uh, and the reception it received. It performed well, uh, which is cool. It's cool to see a game, a Souls game other than Souls succeed. Uh, what's the other one? The other one did well too, actually. The bald guy with a beard. Uh, Lords of the Fallen? Lords of the Fallen oh, did well. Did it? Yeah. And so it, oh. it's cool to see their space for that. But I think Neo found its own unique oh, let vibe. Let It Die was successful too. Right? I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call to it a Die Souls-esque for sure. Oh, Salt and Sanctuary. Salt okay. and Sanctuary. Yeah. The Surge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. I didn't finish it. And I absolutely think Neo found its own identity. And yeah. I think there's more to mine there. And Neo's I think good. I think Neo great. may exist beyond this generation. So that's my pick for a, a keeper. I gotta finish Neo. I haven't beaten it. Me too. Uh, I am changing my answer to what we discussed before. Wait, what? Yeah. So, okay, we we, we did discuss our picks for keepers because we had to try to figure out the rules. Yeah. yeah. Mixing it up. So Ben is changing his keeper. What is your new keeper? My new keeper is Overwatch. Oh, nice keeper, yeah. Ben. That's a good pick, dude. But yeah. will it be the pick. same Overwatch or like Overwatch 2? Overwatch 2. I mean, ah. doesn't you, really matter. Yeah, you will see a, right. Overwatch, Overwatch on the PlayStation will continue 5. to have a presence into the next generation of consoles. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That's Guaranteed. a great pick. That yeah. was a great pick. Yeah. Guaranteed. I think it it arguably has one of the has had one of the biggest impacts so far of any series uh, of this generation. And it's just the the fandom, the the level of popularity it's received, it's just it's absolutely crazy. So, yeah, yeah. Wait, was the one that you're going to pick? Uh, well, I was going to pick, and it was kind of a weird case because, but Shovel Knight. Oh yeah, that's yeah. such a good pick too, though. That yeah, is, it is. That's a, a, that's like a strong. That, he's a rookie. It's a good rookie. Yeah. But we don't know if their next game will be Shovel Knight right. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, Overwatch is great. I could see them re-releasing Shovel Knight for sure on whatever the next thing is, though. <laughs> Like that's a guarantee. I would say still another uh, sweet DLC chunk coming, uh, starring really? King Knight. Yeah. Whoa! I don't know about that. That's yeah. gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so and good. the battle mode, like the Smash Bros. esque battle mode, like uh, Shovel Knight's got a long life ahead of it. Shovel Knight forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, what's your keeper? Uh, maybe less of a sure thing, but I think Evil Within. Yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see another iteration of it. Maybe after a small like hiatus, uh, bringing it back in some way, or like a spiritual successor. But like, once you play it, you're like, oh dang, this is like directly evil, you know, something like that. It's cool. We don't have a lot of horror franchises that are continuing, and it's so cool to see Bethesda support yeah. it and the game Evil Within one succeeded on its own. I mean, right now it's like Outlast and Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. And is that it? <laughs> like, there are a few that keep getting sequels. Yeah, Fatal yeah. Frame's kind of ticking maybe a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, uh, Fatal another, Frame maybe. on the Switch would be fun. But um, Yeah, they should work on that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But yeah. I, I think Evil Within's cool. I, I hope it becomes a franchise. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and everything we've seen of 2 is encouraging so far. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. The other one I was toying with was Amy Henning's Star Wars, but I think we were talking about it, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if it was a one-off thing too. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. I actually, I wanted to lock that thing. I wanted to lock that down. Again, oh, that's yeah. the one where I said, like, it's coming out in 2018. Don't worry about it. It's going to be very good. And it's going to surprise everybody how good that game is. And then we, oh, we yeah. were talking about a game that we would love to play is Amy Hennig. Just, what did we call it? <laughs> just Amy Hennig. Amy, Amy, Amy Hennig Star Wars game. game. Yeah, yeah, Amy Hennig Star, Hennig Star Wars game. Because that's what we all call it for now. But you that's start, the name of that game. You're, you play as her. Yep. And you start at Naughty Dog doing Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. And then just her life 
trying to make this. Make the Star Wars game. I think it'd be really cool. Oh, it's so <laughs> fun. In VR. In VR? I was yeah, going to say, VR. what kind of game would it be? Mm-hmm. The easy way to do it would be like a like Life simulator. is Strange or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Checking You're taking like Obi-Wan and like <laughs> putting him in there and be like, no. 1313 is around. You're like, mm. You have to do interviews with people. Yeah. yeah. And it'd be fun to, like, uh, you're in the VO sessions, and somebody is not quite hitting it, right. and you have to give them directions. And then, and you like, have to, like, watch last this year's EA press conference. You have to just sit in the chair. <laughs> right, watch the whole thing and be like, next year's you already. Have to, you have to watch all of the Battleborn events in real time, all yeah. of it. Like, uh, Battleborn, not Battleborn, uh, Battlefront. Sorry. Oh, okay, sure, Someone yeah. links you this episode, and then mm-hmm. you don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, right, if you watch this, you fail. Yeah. You fail the game. Amy Hedick's Star Wars game is a fun game. That'd yeah, great yeah game. that's a really, really good game. <laughs> the biggest hit since Waluigi Sneak and Love. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Jones, ending the game. Yes. What is your keeper? Uh, I can be short about it because we've talked about it uh, and a uh, uh, little bit trepidatious now, but I think everybody's pretty much on board for Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't yeah. it, Horizon... Okay. Mountains of Madness. I don't know. Whatever the next one's going to be called. Yeah, It's not going to be Mountains of Madness, man. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever we're going. I imagine yeah. it's going to be a location. Guillermo del Toro okay. is you know, in it. Yeah. Please um, make more Horizon. Yes. Uh, and and But I'm I'm more excited about uh, this than just being a franchise that I think has legs and just being a franchise that I think um, uh, can do other things. Not even just direct sequels, but like it'd be fun to get some weird... You know, like a, a Gotham City Imposters type of sh- just just like a multiplayer game. You know, like in the franchise, I would be totally down for. Yeah. Um, but especially, I there were points that frustrated me about the story in Horizon Zero Dawn that were good when it was over. Like when I finally got to the end, I was like, oh. Me being bored of that part actually worked. <laughs> like me not caring what these people were saying actually played into how much I enjoyed the end because it played up Dude, to like spoilers, watch what, spoilers, what, yeah. you realize what's important in this yeah. world and yeah. what's not. Like cool. what, what 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 the information she's being given exclusively. Yeah. And so going into a sequel knowing all of that and trying to deal with the fact that you are she's kind of alone in this world now and so and that's very fascinating to me seeing where they take this and who I talk to and 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 possibly even maybe choices I get on like what information to give to who and who to trust and Jones um, I wonder if the next horizon will star Aloy oh, of course you oh, think yeah. so oh yeah I mean because she's so iconic you okay. know and it's Sony you know so like they love Kratos they love Nathan Drake they love mm. You know, showing off those uh, believable people. Okay. Uh, I mean, DLC. The you know, we're getting DLC for it. Yeah. It's not like uh, um, Dishonored style, where it's like, hey, new playable character, or you know, Shovel Knight. It's like, no, no, you're back to. Everyone cheered at the Sony press conference when Aloy popped up and said something. So. Yeah. Um, uh, might have to wait until that VO strike is done, but uh, we should now be getting another one. Got to figure <laughs> that out, Sony, before you make that game. Figure that out. Um, but uh, kind of akin to like going from a, a, a Batman into a Batman Returns or Spider-Man into a Spider-Man 2. I just can't wait for until we get that sequel to the superhero film where we just hit the ground running right, right from yeah. the get-go. Uh, is Sony involved with the strike? Are they striking against Sony? Is that one of the studios? I think so. I believe. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the big ones and a few little studios. Dang. I think it's I like just Sony, EA, a few others. Because it's hard for me to believe Square. the uh, the Uncharted voice actors aren't union. Uh, but well, they might going into Uncharted Four, they might have signed the contract saying for the yes, DLC. Even Legacy. okay, there, gotcha, gotcha. And there's gotcha, a buyout, gotcha. but also yeah, like if something was in works before February 2015 or something, it's grand. And they could sneak that could around with the, yeah. the Lost Legacy. I see. Like okay. various other titles, like EA titles that haven't come out yet, were in the works before that, so they have. Actors in them. 
Uh, I have to be uh, honest with our audience. We spent a lot of time playing that game, but I love that game. That game yeah. can be a whole podcast. Yeah, no. that was a lot of fun. That was a lot. Yeah, uh, was uh, just there's some really good love and respect stuff this week, but I mean, we have to lightning round. Uh, these aren't lightning rounds. Like one is <laughs> one is about look. I'll just, I'll just say it, straight up say it. We were a little irresponsible with the way that we handled our uh, uh, Nazi question last week in terms of lumping all all German soldiers of, of World War II as horrible Nazis. Sure. Right. Uh, and let's make that correction. Definitely. Right. And you know, uh, what the thing brings up is that like, Hey, there were child soldiers in in the German army. You know what I mean? Are you going to feel good killing them? It's like, no, obviously not. It's like, Hey, U S did awful things too. And we're like, yeah, you're right. Uh, Should should Wolfenstein and call of duty not release their games or drastically change their advertising in the wake of, uh, all of the anti-Nazi sentiment right Mm. now. That you have a game, you have Wolfenstein. That Wolfenstein went into E3 being like, "Ha ha, Nazis!" And I'm sure they're like, "Uh, yeah, we don't know. They're not going to make that video now." Where they're like, "Woohoo!" You know, right? It's just, it just you want to be aware of those things. And so it's like, if you were Activision, if you were Bethesda, what, what would you do right now? Would you be like, that was "Stay the, the course"? That, or, was the that was the question last yeah. week. Yeah, it was really, I mean, it, was, it was a really good discussion. But yeah, just on one point, I, I did want to make that clear: is that yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not killing child soldiers in Wolfenstein too. Yeah, but no. Yet. I can <laughs> pretty much safely say you're not killing child oh soldiers. God. You're killing willing Nazi yeah. soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of, it's it's a little cheap for us to be like, yeah, and then the U.S. came in and they were the heroes right. and no, massacred yeah, not, all of the bad not guys. Gonna take Isn't the U.S. like disassembled in those games now? Uh, we're, I, it, well, in Wolfenstein, but not it in takes COD. place, in right, right, right. Yeah. The, you're in an invaded U.S., but we're talking like Call of Duty World War II playing online. And how it's not really necessarily fun to be Nazis and online. Sure. It's like, well, you know, you don't have to be a Nazi if you're playing for the German side of, of a multiplayer match in World War or II. Or do that dumb thing where you're always playing as America and you're can always d- shooting Nazis. I don't know if you can do that in Call of Duty. You can't Just say, I want to be on this it. side every time. No, no, no. You're always... It's like one of the Assassin's Creeds did that, where it's like you're you're always Ezio or whatever, and everyone else is, who's playing is always Ezio, but then you see them as somebody else. It's oh, stupid. I see what you're saying. So it's kind of like Tekken, where you can actually ch- always choose to be on the left online. Right. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. That's so funny. You're always America. Yes. <laughs> and you're always killing someone who's also playing as America, but yeah, you're seeing Nazis. Splatoon 2 does good guys, bad guys. You're always right. the good you're guys always in Splatoon 2. Yeah, that's a really funny idea, Ian, that we did not consider that's how last you do week. It. That's kind of fun. That's a, that's a very fun answer. Okay. So there. We, uh, lightning round, we kind of did that. Yeah. Uh, let me just... A lightning round Nazi question. Great. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to say thanks to the person who like brought that up, even though I didn't read off your entire thing. Uh, Christoph Laurie, thank you for that. It was a, it was a long entry and it was much more responsible than, than the summation I just gave. Uh, also, there's a really fun one about uh, uh, a super fun road trip that somebody. Okay, you know what? <laughs> just do it. Screw it. We've already been here for. Okay, three I'm gonna hours. blast through this one. Don't give me any Woo! impressions. Okay. No impressions. No discussion based off this. Okay. We can have a discussion. Obviously. What? <laughs> Allies, I just had one of the best weeks of my life. Three of my yes. friends and I drove from Miami, Florida, all the way to Boston, Massachusetts in nine days, passing through 12 states in the process. We stopped in St. Augustine, Savannah, Charleston, Myrtle Beach, D.C., Philly, NYC, and finally Boston. Nonstop fun the entire trip. How does this involve you guys, you may be asking yourself? Well, we would be out on the town very late every night, but would wake up early 
to enjoy the current city or get an early start on driving to the next destination. Let's just say this made waking up every morning very difficult. That's where you come in. Since I was in the earliest, since I was the earliest riser of the group, I would blast one of your shows or archived streams on full <laughs> volume in order to encourage my friends to wake up and start the day. By the way, like. I'd be so annoyed listening oh, to us yeah. early. Uh, you just find one with Huber in it. Yeah, I know. I'd be like, like, right up. I would hate Huber. It would make me hate who Huber is. <laughs> like, shut up. Uh, this way, I would be able to keep up with their content and also get the ball moving during our trip. My friends j- like playing video games, but they aren't the type to listen to gaming podcasts. So they hate us now. Yeah. <laughs> They loved your Sonic Mania and Hellblade reviews. Also, when the podcast came out, they would constantly comment and agree with many of the things you were talking about during your discussions. This made me happy because I very much enjoy all your content. So it was really neat to have you guys along, uh, tag along during a once in a lifetime road trip with three of my best friends. Thanks for everything and keeping awesome allies. Love and respect. Noel. Boom. Okay. Very cool. I love that. That's yeah. just a, that's a feel that's good. Let's just feel good. Yeah, we're just great. feeling good now. We're, we're wrapping Happy up. To help. feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll skip the promotional part of the podcast because we did that. Nice. That's that. You know what that says? Like, tell your friends about Easy Allies. Except yeah. sponsorship slot open. Go check it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 right. right. And we Easy also got to give us five or not. We're going to do that. Great. Love and respect is through Patreon. I pull those from people who are $5 and up members, and they send me great. We got so many good ones. I will say this. Someone tweeted one time them listening to us through a car radio. Mm-hmm. And hearing our dumb voices coming out of a car radio affected me emotionally in yes. a positive way. But yeah. that was, that was oh, you know, it was like, I, I've never heard that before. You know, that's not my experience with this show. You yeah. Know? And so, uh, love that. Love, I, lo- for love, some reason, love just, how you absorb us. In, in, I'm the opposite. In I think of case. most of our listeners as car people. Probably a lot are audio, yeah. Probably because of the way I, I ingest podcasts. Mm. Uh, yeah, I love that. It's time for bets. Ooh. Next week's bets. <laughs> You're in sync. Here's the thing: we don't know who who won last week's bet yet. I'm I'm feeling it. We Jones, we don't have the momentum. The, the purple platypie won this bet somehow. We'll get to it, but like I don't think we won this. Anyway, let's talk about next week's bet. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle will release Tuesday, August Woo! 29th. At this time next week, how many likes will there be on the most recent tweet made from the official Rabbids account, which I believe is at Rabbids Official Jones? 801. Cool. Ian. Uh, it's all folded up. Oh, jeez. 999. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was going to be the opposite. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. I could strategically flip it, I guess. <laughs> but no, 999. Ben, how many likes on that tweet? 777. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh lucky sevens. I picked 2,190. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, maybe there'll be a lot big. of goodwill is what I was big. assuming. And our Don bet is... Don. It's Don. Ooh, he wrote it in pencil. Really, you can't read this on camera. That is a 902. Mm, oh, 902. Yeah, those One Ian vibes. Let me lock those in. Uh, also, Don, you put whiskers on the rabbit. Rabbids do not have whiskers. Oh, my God. So, yeah. <laughs> not on my desk. Unacceptable. That is unacceptable. <laughs> that is off Don. model, Don. Google it. Last week... <laughs> Jones, we're actually we're gonna need to pull up we're gonna need to pull up Amazon. Oh my goodness. So last week's bet was about uh, <laughs> how Uncharted The Lost Legacy and Madden 18 both came out today. We went we're going to Amazon.com's best sellers list for today? sorry? Madden. Yeah, Madden's out today. Yeah, I gotta go too. start a team. <laughs> All the Chloe's and Nadine's. Ooh. Ooh, I might play that later. That's a good by the way, it is a good team. Clinton and Dean, that's a good team. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, that released today. Both those games are released today. What will the gap be between the two games on the bestsellers list, and who will be number one? Uh, because if you get number one right and nobody else does, you just automatically get that right. That's what happened. Jones said Uncharted by eight. He's the only one who believed in Uncharted. Uh, Blood said Madden by five. Huber said Madden by one. I said Madden by two. And Don said Madden by five as well. So, Jones, you're on the bestsellers list for video games. Yeah. Where, where do we see there? Uh, Madden's at number seven. Uncharted's okay. at number four. Ooh, Jonesy. <laughs> the only one who believes in Uncharted over Madden. Bad bet. Bad bet. Why? But it came out. Oh, I mean, I could totally see Madden beating out. Uh, Why didn't it? So, okay, work up well, all the way up to four. What is number one right now? I would have said Uncharted for sure. Uh, Nintendo Digital Download Game Trust something. Oh, that is, uh, that's the weird, uh, that's the Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. That's how I ordered oh. my Super my Nintendo Classic is go. that weird unlisted, there's no photo. That's number one on video number games? Number two is the Xbox One X Project Scorpio Edition. Great. Uh, number three is a twenty dollars PlayStation Store gift card. You always got to account for those gift cards. <laughs> uh, number Probably four is Uncharted. Yep. Used for Uncharted. Number five is a ten dollars PlayStation Store gift card. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Number six is a pre-order for Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Okay. That's seven. a win in of itself. Yeah. And then uh, Call of Duty at number eight, and then the Xbox version of uh, Madden at number nine. You know what? I wonder if Madden is suffering this year because they put Tom Brady on the cover. Oh jeez. It's probably really gonna hurt their sales. Well, I have an interesting thing to say about that. What is that, Jones? Okay. Uh, so, Jonesy, I wasn't feeling it. You you pulled out with the win. I'm happy about that. That brings Not us to Purple Platypie 14. That's that's the worst. That's Best what we're talking about. <laughs> Scientifically accurate. Business You're listening to K586. The platypus. The platypus. We are here's Tom Petty. <laughs> We've done it. And here's Tom Petty. Oh. <laughs> Don't come I know Brad doesn't like Tom Petty. Do you, do you not like Tom Petty, man? No, I like Tom Petty. Uh, That's why I can make that. Good, yeah. okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love Tom Petty. Uh, anyway, Red Eagle's 19, or 20. Red Eagle's 20. Cacao! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what was our score? I don't even... 14. 14, 20. Yeah. Six point gap. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too bad. So wait, yeah. when does Don buy lost up? Uh, once it's, I think two. I think when you're within oh, two is when Don by it's lost. It's like badminton. Stops. Yeah. Badminton. Ben, how'd you do on your goal this week? Well, I did okay. Sorry, I remind, you, remind me, us, everybody, of what your at somebody. Oh, right. And I did it to Jones, but Jones kind of threw me off because the last, the, the, when I stared at him, he said it was weird. Uh -huh. And then so when I looked at him longingly, I felt weird. And so I broke it off pretty quick. It was oh. only weird before because I forgot you had made it a goal. Uh, sure. <laughs> So what did he do to earn the loving goal, the loving glare? And I think it was before the loving It was glare. before the desk. So it was in the old like straight oh, line the couch? podcast. Sure. So you just imagine like whoever this person's yeah. head is, yeah. Ben like leaning in. <laughs> hey. What did what did Jones do to earn the loving glare? I don't know. I don't remember what you oh, were talking loving about. Glare. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was something that I was keenly interested in though. Oh, okay. So I looked at you longingly. Yeah. How did you remind everybody your goal and tell everybody how you did? <laughs> Work. I had to think of it like in the moment, yeah. so it wasn't a great goal. But uh, working in a Panopticon reference 
in and a using non it correctly. BS way. Yeah, yeah, using it correctly. I used it correctly. I don't know if it was BS. I wondered if you were thinking about it when you think about your game because we we picked our our sleepers and our picks. I all. was not. Oh. I, the whole the whole episode, I was just like, oh man. I kind of said it expecting not to do it. Yeah. But then I was talking about Detroit Become Human. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Right, yeah, it's, it's, it's dealing with with it's surveillance fit. and the modern idea of a panopticon. So sure, why not? It was not BS. Cool. You know what's funny is, uh, oh, this is so stupid. Why do I do this on a podcast? There's a healthy. I was at Target. There's like a healthy drink or a snack bar. There's a healthy snack bar you can buy, uh, and it says no BS on the bottom, and there's a children's version of it, and so it has these bullet points, and instead of no BS, it says no bad stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's very clever of you. That is clever. That's clever. Jones, how did you do on your stated goal this week? Uh, I did it and then I failed. <laughs> I was ahead. I was on top of the world. And then uh, your goal was to say now I'm sweeping the streets. I used baby to was to say baby to Ian, baby to Ben, but not, not to, to me. you. Yeah, and I failed. And you tricked him. I yeah. tricked you right into it. Don't you gotcha. do that again to me, Jones? So I got to I got it. So like before, first of all, problem one is yeah. remembering that you have a goal. Right. Problem two yes. is remembering what that is and applying it. Mm-hmm. Now my third problem is got to deal with Kyle. Don't right? no, Kyle stop excluding me against me. We learned the lesson. Just don't 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 exclude me. You're gonna have to be excluded in some of these goals, <laughs> Kyle. If we're gonna continue this podcast for the foreseeable future. I got there has to be some antagonistic okay. stuff going on there. <laughs> All right, I got a single yeah. Hey, at your own risk, Not next man. week, clearly, because. Whoa. What? If I fold, oh, I've been folding this all episode. Yeah. If I fold the nine nine nine. Great game. It perfectly it's, yeah. It, it spells Half Life Three. How does it? It do? perfectly yeah. spells Half Life Three. <laughs> No, this is a, makes a 99. the back page of a Mad Magazine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, oh. If you fold you're like, this podcast oh. in half. Oh, it's boobs. It's okay. Boobs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great. It says Route 66. So my goal is to inconspicuously turn Rufus around. Rufus, by the way, is the Furby McDonald's toy that sings our love and respect theme song. Uh, oh, plays, plays it for us. Yeah, plays so on a saxophone. Plays on a saxophone. Sings. Uh, I don't know if I did it inconspicuously until I asked the panel. Did you know what I was... Did you know? Yeah. Okay. Pretty, pretty, I, well, pretty well we didn't know until it was over. Yeah. So. yeah. I didn't see you move it, but mm-hmm. we quickly became aware of the, the cat ruse. But yeah. boy, did you get me. Okay. It was I, well, he's playing on my insecurities, I too, because I live here. And so he's like, is that a cat? I'm like, oh, God, no. Did I let... <laughs> yeah. I, I think Norbert got out when I closed the door, but maybe... Absolutely. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Now I'm... Okay. Well, can, That's I'll the thing. Go, can I get back? I just it has gotta to be go a check. little practical. And then I just... I hear... Well, then I thought... Yeah, it made a noise. It was like... It made a noise. Okay. I was expecting to look up there and have like some freaky lion or something staring at us. Yeah, I think you had to do it on a laugh. That's I think freaky. a laugh is when we're making the most noise. And clearly With Ben missed the opportunity to turn it back around when Kyle wasn't looking. Ooh. No, I, oh, Jones, you really want to antagonize his goals. That, I count on that second chair, Ben. Jones, because you won the bet. Now I know. You get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to uh, you get the final word on anything you've disagreed with or simply yeah. want to reiterate. Uh, you get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote, and you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. You can follow me at Trailer Jones. I love Yoshi. I love Yoshi. I love Yoshi. I have I have strong feelings for Yoshi. I think that's incredibly difficult to add a character. Onto a, a, ca- a cast of already beloved characters, especially for a very pivotal, you know, game um, for this update, you know, on a new system, and for having to come in and just jump right in and uh, uh, love Yoshi. It's why I'm worried. That's I, I, I tend to uh, rant. I, I tend to rant, and I tend to say negative things sometimes about games that I really care about. 
uh, franchises I care about, characters I care about. Um, I recommend you. Ch- I actually I want to do a broad video thing. Ooh. I recommend because it's not one video. It could really apply to anything. Uh, I recommend you watch any of the last three or four reviews that we put up on youtube.com slash easy allies because I cut most of them. But uh, I have been dealing with PAX. I've been dealing with, uh, we got a panel coming up at PAX and some other stuff. And primarily, uh, I'm diving into the Dark Souls retrospective. And so Ian Hink and Don Casanova have uh, uh, picked up my slack and are uh, uh, cutting our, our reviews lately. And they're marvelous. And I just, uh, um, I, I cornered the market there on reviews. And I just love these guys for coming in. And, what and, kind of reviews can I stuff. see? Uh, you can see uh, Hellblade. You can see Sonic Mania. And one other one that I didn't Lawbreakers. cut. That I forget. Lawbreakers. Uh, from Mr. Brad Ellis. Cool. So I recommend you check any of those out or all of them if you would like. I'm sorry. Uh, hold on. You, Easy Alice is going to be at PAX? Easy Alice is going to be at PAX West. We have a panel and a meet and greet. Uh, 1230 p.m. on Sunday the 3rd at the Sasquatch Theater, which is across, it's in the hotel, oh boy, I don't remember the name of the hotel, it's on the second floor, whatever, the Hyatt, I think it's like, whatever's like right across from the convention center, Mm -hmm. Uh, and um, immediately following that, that panel will be from 12.30 to 1.30, at 2.30, we will be at the Twitch booth from 2.30 to 4 p.m. for a meet and greet, uh, that uh, Twitch is uh, nice enough to have us on board on their uh, booth, so... It's the first time Who's we've been working with be Twitch there? for a meet and greet, uh, and the uh, everyone, everyone on this table but Ben. Uh, so we will be, we Damiani's will be in gonna Seattle. Be there. Huber is going to be there. Everyone Bloodworth at is this be there. table but Ben. Yeah, okay. Is Damiani at this table? No, no. no I was adding to oh, this, this sad like <laughs> no Ben joke. Right. It's just three of us. Is what I. What it would be Kyle Bossman, yeah. Ian yeah. Hink, and myself. Yeah. Brandon Jones. At I the feel panel inadvertently hurt. at the meet and greet. Um, but the goal is to get all the allies that want to go to PAX. To yeah. Because like. Jones, for real, I'd be hurt if I wasn't going. Like Ben, I would, I would be like, man, why don't I get to go to PAX? How about you go solo next? Year? It'll just be you at PAX. Well, actually, Ben got to go to TGS. I did. You <laughs> had your turn, dude. You had your you turn. Had TGS, you yeah. turn. Take it. Yeah, man, you had your turn. Yeah. Okay, all right. I don't. I feel less bad for sure. So Yoshi's great. <laughs> Thanks to Ian and Don. Cheers. I am enjoying these microtransactions.